This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Monday, March 7th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. New Jersey school mask mandate ends today, but that doesn't mean all masks will be off. Governor Phil Murphy made the announcement last month citing the rapid easing of the Omicron surge. He called the move a huge step back to normalcy for our kids. New Jersey's school mask mandate has been in place since classes resumed in person in September of 2020. Uh, though the state mandate ended, individual school districts will be free to continue requiring masks past March 7th. Several school districts in the state, including Camden and Trenton, are still making masks mandatory. Uh, many mask mandates have already been lifted in Pennsylvania. On Monday, the Upper Darby School District uh, will join the list. And then starting Wednesday, uh, in the school district of Philadelphia, masks will become optional for students and staff, with the exception of pre-K Head Start programs. Netflix and TikTok suspended most of their service in Russia on Sunday as the government cracks down on what people and media outlets can say about Russia's war in Ukraine. American Express also announced it would suspend operations in Russia as well as the Russian allied Belarus. The decision comes after Visa and MasterCard decided to do the same. TikTok said Russian users would not be able to post new videos or see videos shared from elsewhere in the world. TikTok spokesperson Hillary McCade said that the TikTok app in Russia now appears as view-only mode and won't let people post or see new videos or live streams. They can still see older videos, but not if they came from outside of the country, she said. Uh, the, the company blamed Moscow's new fake news law, which makes it illegal, among other things, to describe the fighting as an invasion. In light of Russia's new fake news law, we have no choice but to suspend live streaming and new content to our video service while we review the safety implications of the law, TikTok said in a statement on Twitter. Their in-app messaging service, however, will not be affected. Netflix didn't specify a reason for suspending service Sunday, except to say that it reflected circumstances on the ground. The company had previously said it would refuse uh, to air Russian state TV channels. Facebook and Twitter are already blocked in Russia, along with access to the websites of a number of major international media outlets. South Korea's Samsung Electronics, a leading supplier of both smartphones and computer chips, said it would halt product shipments to the country, joining other big tech companies such as Apple, Microsoft, Intel, and Dell. Gas prices in New Jersey and Pennsylvania hit at all-time highs over the weekend as the industry feels the effects of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. AAA Mid-Atlantic reports that Sunday's average gas price in New Jersey hit $4.09 a gallon, breaking the old record of $3.99, which was set in, on July 8, 2008. The price is up $0.44 cents in the last week, $0.60 cents in the last month, and $1.22 higher than a year ago, the company said. The Pennsylvania gas price average reached $4.17 per gallon Sunday, setting a new record high price for the region after breaking a 14-year record high Saturday, AAA said. The five-county Philadelphia area gas price average topped $4.22 per gallon, breaking the old record of $4.15 set on January tw- uh, sorry, June 20th, 2008, AAA said. Uh, Sunday's average price in Pittsburgh topped $4.15. Across the nation, the average retail price for a gallon of regular self-service gasoline topped $4 per gallon on Sunday for the first time since July 25th, 2008, which was up 40 cents in the past week and $1.24 higher than a year ago, AAA said. I usually don't, you know, I don't have a long commute, so I, I, I'm not filling up my tank constantly. 
But on Saturday was the first time I actually noticed, like, wait a second. You're like, what's going on I'm, here? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm filling up half a tank, and it's yeah. costing almost as much as, you it's know. bad. Yeah, oh I'm the gosh. same way. I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not a, uh, a watcher of the gas price that it, much. You need it. You, you need it, to get yeah. it. But every now and then, every few years, like, you, you'll fill up the tank and look at that number and go, wait a minute. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm well, that's what I do. I yeah. drive until, you know, I'm pretty much empty. So, you know, each time I go, actually, Jason and I have this game. Uh, we kind of play Price is Right rules to see, uh, you know, who can get closest to the price. Right. And, but now, I mean, it's ridiculous to fill it up. Like, the two of us are so thrown yeah. off. We're like, what? Yeah. It's so much. My, my Vespa's down the shore right now. And is that going to be your main method of commuting? I'm now? bringing it back up here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I am. Yeah. There was that, uh, there was a Tom Hanks movie. I forgot what it was. And, and he loses his job. What Not was the it? Thomas Crown affair. What was it? No, I know it was somebody's name. And anyhow, he's filling up. He's got like an escalator or something like, and he, f- he fills it up, and it's like eighty dollars to fill up. And he looks over, he sees a guy in a vest, and he's like, "Ding!" Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. So it's like you, Case. Yeah. So the thing is, I don't want to. I just it's there. It's in. I don't want to ride it back. So I, I need to find like a a motorcycle um, trailer. Transport. Yeah, yeah. Trailer. yeah. yeah. You all probably have that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so AAA also noted that we are still months away from the start of the peak summer driving season and signs point to higher crude oil and gasoline prices for the remainder of the winter and into spring. In sports this morning. The Sixers lost to the Heat Miami on Saturday night. Uh, they're back at home tonight, the and they'll take on the Chicago Bulls. With the record of 39-24, and 24, the Sixers are in second place in the Eastern Conference, three games behind the Heat, while the Bulls are just a half a game behind the Sixers in the standings at 39-25. and 25. Tip-off is set for 7 o'clock. The Flyers, who beat the Chicago Blackhawks on Saturday afternoon, winning 4-3, to three, are off until tomorrow night when they'll host the Vegas Golden Knights. And in college basketball, Justin Moore and the number 11 Villanova Wildcats won their regular season finale. Moore scored 16 points. Jermaine Samuels added 15 in the Wildcats. Cats beat Butler 78 to 59. Villanova finished the regular season with a record of 23 and 7 and 16 and 4 in the Big East. They'll be the number two seed in the conference tournament, which starts later this week in New York. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. <laughs> and welcome back from the weekend. A blast of, uh, well, spring goodness has happened, man. Yesterday was just wonderful and didn't even rain as much as I thought it was going to. So um, I've, I've learned that even if they say it's going to rain, I don't know. It's been breaking in our favor yeah, lately, the last couple yeah, times. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it was wonderful. How energizing is that when you yeah. step out and it's like that? We went out. My uh, my daughter and son and I went out and hit a couple of parks. We went to Valley Forge. We went to the Audubon Society's uh, sanctuary. And right. Just yeah. Walked around outside for a while and yep. just we were taking. You know, we were taking in the smells like the, the, when you get out into the into the areas. <laughs> In, into the woods and so on, and, and you, you get these scents. It's just great, man. It makes you feel good. It's funny you should say that because I said, I said, you know, warm weather has, and obviously there are reasons. There's obvious reasons. Things are warming up, and you're getting that smell. But the second you step outside, you're like, it just smells like spring. Yeah, it smells yeah. good. It's, it's just so inviting. <laughs> yes. Are you enjoying nature? <laughs> it's so nice, isn't it? Your walks with your family will be remembered forever. Yeah. Please drink it in. And and I posted this on Instagram yesterday. We found uh, we found a used uh, Trojan condom. Yeah. Uh, 
right by uh, right by one of the cannons. Do you think it was a Civil War condom? I think it was, and that's why we left it. We felt that maybe it was important to leave that uh, yeah. piece of history right there. Where God, it was. Yeah. Plus, we didn't want to touch yeah. it because there might have been some kind of who knows what. Uh, I didn't have any gloves or anything. Yeah. Well, so. that could have been Lincoln's condom. It could, yeah. could have been. Well, maybe Washington. Yeah, yeah you yeah. never know. It was made out of wood. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, it was stuffed with wood. It was a wood rubber. No. My dearest wife, (laughs) sex has become so painful since I started using those wooden condoms. (laughs) Sorry about the splinters last night. (laughs) But anyhow, getting outside, oh, man, it was something else. And and we get it again today, but like I was saying, the wind, there's a front that's coming in later on today. It's going to be cooling off. Tomorrow, so by this afternoon, winds are going to be high. Uh, we're talking 30, 40, maybe even 50 mile an hour winds. Yes, yeah. Um, so just heads up on that, but enjoy this warm temperature. This morning is great. Rolled the windows down while driving yesterday. It was actually that humid. Is a great experience. I took the yeah, top down on my car and then remembered I didn't have a convertible. Oh, you don't have a so convertible. Oh my God, what did I just what? do? <laughs> This bouncing, though, back and forth, like up and down with the temperatures, uh, if there's any allergy sufferers out there, like we'll be sick by Friday. Really? Yeah. Is this the, the, oh, the yeah. temperature right. fluctuation causes, me. Uh, causes uh, allergy issues? What? Yeah, whatever it is. I don't uh. know what it is. but when And, and also, even if I travel, like, uh, you know, if it's cold here and I travel to a warm place and then come back, the majority of the time when I get back, I'll get some sort of like cold or sickness. I, you know, yeah, colds in these swings, that can happen to me, too. And I yeah. know that they say it's not necessarily the temperature change. No. Something else, Stuff, that yeah, whatever it is. But, right. I, but I do correlate it with that. Yeah. Too, so. Were you stuffed up yesterday? Uh, no, you know what? I was okay yesterday, but but it was the first day. Like now, we're going right. to bump up, and it's going to drop tomorrow. Like okay. I don't know. Who knows? I'll neti pot and do whatever I can to try to avoid this. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, we have got a couple things happening this morning. Uh, we have uh, Two Ray, who's going to be on the show. He's going to be at Punchline. On Wednesday night, a rare midweek show. He's great. Uh, he is, and he's recording a new comedy album, which is an album which is uh, wonderful. So we're going to talk to him around nine o'clock, and we also have a concert announcement. We're going to get that information out around ten a.m. Uh, but in the meantime, we got uh, business as usual. So some stuff to give away: new word of the week prize, four pack of pit tickets for the MM Barbecue, plus four concert T-shirts. And don't forget that is coming up Saturday, May twenty-first at Waterfront Music Pavilion. So we'll do the letter of the day, and uh, we also have a stupid question and entertainment report coming up in just a moment. So we will get to all that. When we return, let's hang in there and have a good day today. It's a Monday. Let's make the most of it. We'll be right back. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question this morning. The prize is a four-pack of tickets to see the Young Dubliners uh, March 16th at the Event Center at Rivers Casino. And the question that I have for you this morning is, what sport ball has 32 panels on it? Hmm. 215263-WMMR. What sports ball has 32 panels on it? Uh, let's see if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. A lot of birthdays to mention today. 
Monday, March 7th, so I won't spend a whole ton of time on each one because I want to try to get through this. But we'll begin with a big one, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston has been in our studio. He Back has. Back when he was on Malcolm in the Middle, he came yeah. by for a visit, and it was pretty wild. And he was already, you know, a, a fairly well-known actor. Yeah, character actor. In fact, but, Malcolm was along in his career. But but Breaking Bad oh. put him into stardom. Stratosphere. Uh, outstanding as Walter White. He is uh, 66 years old today. Ivan Lendl, the tennis great, is 62 years today. Uh, Daniel J. Travante, who you remember from Hill Street Blues. He was uh, Captain Frank Farillo. Super intense. Yep, 82 years old. Uh, Peter Sarsgaard, uh, who is a, a bit of a character actor as well. He's been in a lot of stuff, including uh, Boys Don't Cry. Uh, Steve, he's in Black Mass. Yes, he's he in is. in that movie as well, which he, is uh, we love with Johnny Depp. He's in the Batman as well. He he is. Oh, is he in the yep. Batman? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I believe uh, he was, he's also in Dope Sick. I just started watching that with Michael Keaton. He was in Green Lantern, and he was also in a movie called The Slap. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. How can she slap? How can she slap? So do you actually know how the slap? It's slap? about this, somebody slaps a, a somebody how else's kid, slap? right? Oh, is oh, that's that right. I yes. Yeah, I remember like, that. They're yeah. like some sort how of can, like a... How can, how can she slap? <laughs> Or like some sort of a like get together, play date, or whatever. Yeah. And there's a slap. Yeah, and some somebody slaps somebody else's kid. Okay, for acting up. And there you go. Uh-huh. Uh, and Peter, a clip is born. Peter yeah. is 51 today. Uh, Rachel Wise, uh, the Oscar-winning actress, the constant gardener. Stop it with the gardening. She's constantly gardening. <laughs> Could you come in and eat for a second? All the time. Uh, Jesus. She's in the <laughs> with the gardening. She's in the mummy movie. She doesn't stop. I talked to her. She's out there all goddamn day. Would you say it's constant? Constant! This, this gardening all the time. I don't know what to do. Uh, she's in About a Boy. Her, she is the wife of Daniel Craig, by the way. That's right. And uh, she is 52 years old. With the gardening. Yeah. Michael Eisner, former Disney CEO and chairman, has a big birthday today. He's 80 years old. Um, God, I hope he, he saved enough money uh, for his retirement. We also have a local uh, resident, Wanda Sykes. Yes. Uh, Still lives in the media area, I assume. Yes. I guess so. That's the word. Never seen her. Uh, We gave uh, up on her. She's 58. Yeah, we gave up. She will not do the show. A decade ago. It's been forever. We've tried every possible way. Uh, The great Lynn Swan uh, is 70 years old today, a football Hall of Famer. I bet Lynn Swan would come on the show. Maybe. You think so? Yeah, and then stop uh, looking at me, Swan. Uh, another a great live performer, Peter Wolf, lead singer of Jay Giles Band. Yeah, uh, always dug that guy, and, and that band's just they always seem like a lot of fun. He always makes me think of Jackie Bam Bam for some reason. Yeah, very much yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a style that uh, that he and Jackie share. Uh, he is 76 years old today. Uh, Laura Prepon, we were just talking about her last week in the entertainment news, uh, and because Leah Remini was calling her out a little bit for not being as vocal about leaving the Church of Scientology, uh, but she played uh, Donna on that 70s show, and she is 42 years old. Author Brett Easton Ellis, mm. who brought us Less Than Zero, American Psycho, The Rules of Attraction as well. Uh, he is 58. There's an interesting uh, point in the movie Rules of Attraction with uh, I Don't Want Your Life. What's that guy's name? Varsity oh, Blues. Right. Um, God, uh, James Vanderbeek. <laughs> James Vanderbeek, where he's on the phone. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I believe he's on the phone with uh, Christian Bale's character from American Psycho. Oh. And as it turns out, they live in the same universe. Mm. And uh, well, That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Where'd you find that out? Uh, I don't know. The interweb somewhere. Okay. Yeah. 
All right, so the rules of attraction and, and American Psycho are in the same universe. That's what I. That's okay. what I. Along with Alfred she slap and Oh, okay, If Less Than Zero played in there, that'd be great. Ooh. So, uh, fifty-eight. Uh, let's see, Jenna Fisher from The Office. We love her. She's great. Right. Had her on before. She was on. For, we did a uh, an Instagram live chat yep. with her at the camp out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she is turning forty-eight years old today. So happy birthday. Jenna Fisher. And then the last birthday I said worth mentioning today is uh, actress Donna Murphy, uh, who, uh, Casey, you'll like this, Entangled, she plays, she's the voice of Mother. Oh, okay. Mother, oh, okay. The, the evil mother. Yeah. But she's yeah. great she yeah, as that character. She's a great singer. That whole Mother Knows Best. Uh, yeah. She's fantastic. And you know she her. looks like. Oh, you okay. know, oh, she's beautiful. Oh. Uh, you know her from uh, in Spider-Man 2, the second Spider-Man movie. She was Doc Ock's wife. Right. Uh, in Star Trek, was it Resurrection? Resurrection. Resurrection, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she is um, a very pretty woman. Beautiful woman. Great. And she's uh, a stage performer, too, so singing is part That's of what she thing, does. Man. And she turns 63 years old today. All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. And it is, what sports ball has 32 panels on it? 215-263-WMMR. Uh, we'll see if Patrick knows you. Patrick, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, buddy. All right, so what sports ball has 32 panels, please? Uh, soccer ball. Soccer ball. Yeah. Hey! You're correct. Speaking of soccer, the union had a come-from-behind win this weekend, I believe. So, Point of order? Yes. Insurrection. You Insurrection. Right. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, let's see, Patrick, hang on the line. We are going to set you up with a pair of tickets to see the Young Dubliners. And that is March 16th at the Event Center at Rivers Casino, Philadelphia. And tickets are available to purchase at Ticketmaster.com. Must be 21 and over. And more information is available at RiversCasino.com slash Philadelphia. Is it possible to age out of the young Dubliners? I Well, I don't know. Is there young is like in a gray age? area? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe it'd be hard. Ed, Ed, we have something to talk to you about. Uh, number one at the box office this weekend. No surprise, the Batman had a better than anticipated take with $128.5 million. Yeah. And, uh, Steve, you went and saw it. It's great. You loved I it? I love it. Excellent. I love the movie. I really do. Nice. Think you'll watch it again? Oh, yes. Excellent. Oh, yes. Uh, it was followed up by Uncharted with $11 million, so a little bit of a difference there. Uh, then you have Dog, Spider-Man, No Way Home, Death on the Nile, Sing, Jackass Forever, Cyrano was number eight. Then you have uh, Gang, Gangubai, uh, Kathawadai. And a Bollywood movie. A Bollywood movie. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, Scream rounded out the top Isn't ten. Wild that a Bollywood movie's yeah. in our top ten. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we're going to start with this story on Saturday. Rocket Man actor Taron Egerton collapsed on stage during the first performance of Cock, his new play at the Ambassadors. Theater in London. That's what it's called. It's about the life of a rooster. Uh, Egerton said via his Instagram story, as some of you may have heard, I passed out during the first performance of Cock last night. I am completely fine. Slightly sore neck and a bruised ego, but I'm fine. And a doctor in the audience actually came to his aid after he had fainted. Wow. Uh, Forty minutes later, the director of the play, Marianne Elliott, announced that Egerton uh, was absolutely fine, and that Joel Harper Jackson would take his place for the last 15 minutes of the show. That's so the weird. Un- the understudy came in and did the rest of it. So I saw a picture of Taron Egerton um, jacked up, and there is a rumor that he is doing that because he's going to be playing a superhero, and there is a rumor above that that it could be Wolverine. Right, right. 
in his story update, Egerton wrote, uh, I would appreciate if anyone, I would appreciate it if anyone who was in the theater last night just said that I gave such a committed, electrifying performance <laughs> that my body couldn't handle it and checked out. That being said... Apparently, you're meant to actually do the full show and not just three quarters of it. So, I'll be back with a vengeance tomorrow night, he says. So. That'd be pretty wild if you're going along, uh, you're in this thing, you're invested in it, and suddenly the actor changes three quarters of the way through, not 80% through. Yep, yep, and that's why they have those uh, those yeah. understudies there for just such an occasion. Uh, this is wild, Steve. This is mainly for us who have seen uh, the Prime Amazon Prime series, The Boys, Anthony Starr, best known as Homelander, yeah. was arrested in Spain earlier this Uh-oh. week for allegedly assaulting a young chef at a pub while he was drunk. Uh, Starr, who was reportedly in the area shooting a film with Guy Ritchie, allegedly punched a 21-year-old Venezuelan man in the face twice during an altercation in the early hours of March 2nd, resulting in the man being taken to a hospital uh, by ambulance. He also allegedly smashed a glass into the man's face after punching him. Whoa. That's not good. He received uh, four stitches above the eye. Uh, he was uh, apparently handed a 12-month suspended sentence for his crime and is required to pay the victim around $5,500 within a 72-hour period to avoid jail time. Now, there was word that they might delay. I don't know exactly when the third season is set to premiere, but there was talk they might delay that to let all of this die down. Okay. For some reason, I didn't think it was. they were both coinciding, but I right. saw that. Mm. I don't know if that's true. Uh, if you've never seen The Boys, oh my God. wow. I'm so what, excited. What a series. Yeah. It's, it's messed up, man. It's a superhero story like you've never seen before. Is this guy the chef at the place that he was at, or is, or is that what know. he is? And it so happens he's a chef. I believe he was working at the place he was at, but I'm not sure. Okay. I have no idea, Case. It just says that he's a chef. So, uh, in Spain, any conviction under two years is automatically suspended if the guilty person has no criminal record, which Star does not. So, Pita Murgatroyd is relieved to have her husband, uh, Maxim Chmerovsky. Chmerovsky. Son of a bitch. I had it earlier this morning. I said it out loud. Uh, Maxim Chmerkovsky, uh, back in the United States. On Saturday, Murgatroyd uh, posted photos of Chmerkovsky embracing with his family, writing, I never thought that our family would be uh, directly affected by this in our lifetime. I never thought what we were seeing on our TVs was reality in 2022. I've never hugged him so tight, shaking and forever grateful. Now it's time to heal. We cannot go back to our normal. Our lives will be forever changed. Uh, we have a new normal, and that's okay. She added that they have big plans in store, and their sole focus will be on the war in Ukraine and providing assistance to Ukrainian refugees. So they're doing better. On Sunday, Angelina Jolie posted an Instagram that she landed in Aden, Yemen, to assist refugees for the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees. So she still has her uh, United Nations uh... Yeah. Post. Yep. Uh, as she said, as we continue to watch the horrors unfold in Ukraine and call for an immediate end to conflict and humanitarian access, I'm here in Yemen to support people who also desperately need peace. The situation here is one of the worst humanitarian crises in the world, and with uh, one civilian killed or injured every hour in 2022. An economy devastated by war and over 20 million Yemenis uh, depending on humanitarian assistance to survive. So she's continuing to walk the walk. TMZ reports that Parks and Recreation stars Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally told Russian President Vladimir Putin to F off during the Independent Spirit Awards on Sunday. 
Uh, Malaylee had said, I think we speak for everyone here when we say we are hoping for a quick and peaceful resolution, specifically, F off and go home, Putin. Offerman added, we hope Putin <clears throat> F off, Fs off and goes home and to that and and to that end, let's all enjoy with a spirit award salute to Putin. So that was their little way of. He's really good in uh, Pam and Tommy. Oh yeah, yes. He <laughs> He's uh, you know as the slimy uh, porn director. Yep, yep. Uh, so according to page six, Kristen Cavallari had a sweet time at Magic Mike Live in Las Vegas over the weekend. The Hill Star was pulled on stage where she received a whipped cream-filled lap dance. Oh, yeah. Yep. She commented on a video of the performance, Good Times, Thanks for Having Me, along with a uh, laughing and crying emoji. So this one gets very, uh, apparently this Magic Mike review gets very handsy, where they're, you know, they're, and that's the big draw, where they'll they'll crawl over them, they'll, they'll grind on them, they do, I mean, they'll do that at other shows, but they do it a lot more here. That's the rumor. Not that I've attended and loved every second. <laughs> Is that her laying on the ground? That's her the laying stage? on the stage, yeah. Oh, jeez, okay. Yep, she looks uh, completely laying on her back, and uh, she's having whipped cream uh, sprayed into her mouth. So Don't worry. Just a good night out. <laughs> All right, so we had uh, we had a few uh, character actors uh, pass away over the weekend. A uh, gentleman by the name of Johnny Brown, the actor, comedian, and singer, best known for his role as Superintendent Nathan Bookman, on the popular 70s sitcom Good Times passed away on Wednesday. He was 84 years old. I always liked him. He was a stand-up yeah. comedian, too. Yeah, yeah. And he was always the, the brunt of all the jokes yes. on, on that show. Uh, confirmed by his daughter, Broadway actress Sharon Catherine Brown. Uh, and no further details on Brown's death are available at this time. Uh, Sharon wrote, he was literally snatched out of our lives. It's not real for us yet. Uh, so there will be more to say, but not now. Dad was the absolute best. We love him so very much. So it seems like it was sudden and, yes, and unexpected. That's the impression I got. Prior to his sitcom stardom, uh, Brown was a seasoned entertainment veteran, regularly performing in nightclub acts with his future wife, June. Early in his career, he dabbled in recording music as well. Uh, he released a single called Walkin' Talkin' Kissin' Doll for Columbia Records in 1961 and another one from Atlantic Records called You're Too Much in Love with Yourself in 1968. Huh. In 64, he was featured in a supporting role in a Broadway musical adaptation of the Clifford Odets play Golden Boy. And the show starred his friend and entertainment legend, Sammy Davis Jr. It lasted more than 500 performances. So, he so was, that was his buddy. He was a veteran, yeah. yeah. He ended up on Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In as well. Yeah. Uh, he was hired during the third season and was a regular cast member for the remainder of the show. Uh, one of the Laugh-In writers, by the way, served as a producer on Good Times. And Brown would uh, join the Good Times cast during the second season in a recurring role, and he would be promoted to main cast member for the show's fifth and sixth seasons. On, on Good Times, did John Amos leave after the first season? I remember he left early on in oh, that show. I don't show. remember it being the first season. Was it that quickly? I'm not sure. Not really sure. Maybe a little bit longer, but I remember he left because the focus of the show became J.J., yeah, yeah. and that was not sitting well with him. Aside from Good Times, uh, Brown guest starred on many sitcoms in that era, including Maud, Love American Style, The Rookies, Chico and the Man. He ended up also on shows like Archie Bunker's Place, The Jeffersons, Fantasy Island, Punky Brewster, oh, Moonlighting, Martin, everything. Family Matters, Sister, Sister, Jamie Foxx Show, Keenan and Kiel, uh, and Everybody Hates Chris, just wow. to name a few. And by the way... Janet Jackson honored him on uh, Instagram on Saturday, writing, Such loving memories of our time together. You were full of laughter and forever smiling. Always so sweet and kind to me. 
I love and will miss you. Janet was just a kid when she yes. started on the show. I mean, literally like... Five? She was a little kid, yeah, yeah somewhere in that range. And then uh, actor Mitchell Ryan, who had a career in stage film and TV lasting more than 50 years, died. He was 88 years old. He was best known for appearing in Lethal Weapon and for his role in the TV sitcom Dharma and Greg. Other roles included soap operas uh, Dark Shadows in the 1960s and Santa Barbara in the 1980s. You remember he was the pompous law firm head in Liar Liar. Yeah. Was he? He was yeah. also in Gross Point Blank as well. He was the, uh, the um, uh, who do you call it, Mini Driver's dad. Okay. The, the, the one that uh, Cusack was uh, hired to assassinate. Uh, he was in the Navy, and then he pursued theater work. His breakout performance came in 1966 with Dark Shadows. He played ex-convict Burke Devlin for one season, but he was fired because of alcoholism, and he wrote about that in his autobiography last year. Then he appeared in Magnum Force, High Plains Drifter, and Blue on the small screen. Uh, he did TV soap opera Santa Barbara, but his biggest role, or his biggest screen role breakout, was in 1987. He played the antagonist General Peter McAllister, Opposite uh, Mel Gibson and Danny Glover in the first Lethal Weapon series. We have a clip of him from oh, that. We do. Okay. Here. Excellent. Uh, right. Yep. Here we go. The bulk of the heroin will be here Friday night. We'll make delivery at that time. Have the money ready and no tricks. If you try anything, you'll have to talk to Mr. Joshua. Yeah, right. Joshua. Yeah, right. I got you. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah, right. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I love the the scene right before Riggs break in. He's uh, he's got uh, um, uh, Danny Glover's daughter tied up, and he's like, "Yep, that's one good looking daughter you got right there, <laughs> you scumbag." And yep, and then yeah. boom, everything turns. So uh, he was also the the father Edward uh, Montgomery on the TV sitcom Dharma and Greg. He was the president of the SAG Foundation. I our, didn't know that as well from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand eight. So sad news there. Uh, let's see some other stories to pass along. Uh, the team behind Jeopardy is addressing a clue involving Ukraine and Russia. They aired on Friday's episode. During that episode, it featured a double Jeopardy category entitled Bordering Russia. The $800 clue, which read by host Ken Jennings, was uh, the Kirk Strait, along with serious border issues, separates Russia from this country on the Black Sea. Uh, contestant Adrian Alcala, Alcala delivered the correct re- response, which was, what is Ukraine? And prior to the episode, the show's official Twitter account posted an explanation for the clue. Uh, it said, please note the clue in today's show concerning Russia and Ukraine was recorded January 11, 2022. They actually popped a graphic up on the screen when the question was re- was displayed. So yes, that, and it yeah. said recorded on January 11th, 2022. Right, yeah, yeah. Correct, yeah. So they were just following up with that in case people were wondering what the hell? why such a touchy <clears throat> subject was made into a, uh, a Jeopardy question for this particular round. Um, so Pam and Tommy has been uh, running on Hulu, and uh, uh, Pamela Anderson made it very clear she was not involved in making the show and not at all interested in watching it. Instead, uh, she'll be setting the record straight with her own documentary, which was announced by Netflix uh, last Wednesday. Uh, she had said, or the Netflix account had tweeted uh, the film, which has been in the making for several years, will feature the pop culture icon setting the record straight as she looks back on her professional path and her personal journey. Are you up to um, speed on I think the I got series? Like, uh, no, I think I got like two 
Two or three more episodes. We're I think we're four episodes in. How many are there total? Eight, maybe. I, I think eight. Okay. Yeah, but the um, like the the episode where she's deposed when they have that. The, I the, haven't gotten to that. Yeah, I watched that one last night, man. It's pretty. <clears throat> she was put through the ringer, man. Yeah, it's intense. Also, yeah. the guy that played uh, Hugh Hefner or is playing Hugh Hefner is spot on. Hugh yeah. Hefner and and also the Bob Guccione. You know who's playing him is the guy who uh, from uh, Empire Records. Okay. Who played, um, uh, what's his name? They did the Pompous Singer. Um, the Guccione character or the Hefner character? Guccione. Okay. Is, okay. Uh, who, what's his... Marissa, what was you that character's name, name uh, in... Rex Manning. Rex, Rex Manning. Manning. Same actor. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the tweet also included a handwritten note from Anderson about the project saying, My life, a thousand imperfections, a million misperceptions, wicked, wild, and lost, nothing to live up to. I can only surprise you. Not a victim, but a survivor and alive to tell the real story. So that should be pretty solid, man. Looking forward to that. Will Smith is ready to revisit one of his signature roles. The actor is attached to star in a sequel to I Am Legend, his celebrated post-apocalyptic 2000 film. And Michael B. Jordan is also attached to star in the huh. film, which will be written by the original film's co-writer, uh, Akiva Goldman, for Warner Brothers. So the... There were two versions of the ending, and I wonder which one they're going to key off of. Uh, yeah, right? There's yeah. one where he survives. I believe. Yeah. There's, well, yeah, yeah. I thought they were supposed to be. So, spoiler alert, I mean, yeah. the movie came out in 2007, but uh, yeah. Uh, a sequel to I Am Legend has uh, long been bandied about with a version of the project uh, project discussed as far back as 2012. There's flashbacks in that movie, so maybe that's what they'll do with him. Yeah, uh, you know? maybe. So, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, it, you know, it's kind of wild because when that movie premiered, they were just, you know, not, I want to say the beginning, but the CGI zombies, the CGI rage, whatever you want to call them, uh, creatures in the movie, which right. are basically us, um, looked very good. Yeah. I wonder what they can do now. Yeah. Goldman and Mark uh, Prostovich co-wrote the original, which was directed by Francis Lawrence and was uh, praised for bringing an intimacy to the blockbuster sphere, as well as for its images of barren cityscapes. Film grossed $585 million worldwide and ended with the uh, death of Smith's character. So, spoiler alert there. Uh, scientists attempting to find a cure for a plague that has killed most of humanity and turned survivors into monstrous creatures. It's unclear how Smith might return for the sequel, but he... Had always loved that role in that movie, and it was great, man. Thing that well, and the dog dies in the movie, which is one of the saddest freaking scenes in any movie. It's just heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, Bill Burr is writing, directing, and starring alongside Emmy winner Bobby Cannavale and Emmy nominee Bookim Woodbine in the original comedy. Uh, called Old Dads, which Miramax has come aboard to produce in conjunction with Burr's All Things Comedy. So he's going to be writing this, writing, directing, and starring it. I didn't know Miramax was still a thing. Mm. Uh, Burr's feature directorial debut centers on a middle-aged father and his two best friends. He's going to play the the middle-aged father. uh, And uh, he and his two best friends... Who, after selling their company to a millennial, find themselves out of step and behind the times as they hilariously struggle to navigate a changing world of culture, career, and fatherhood. Uh, Burr and Ben Tischler penned the script and are producing. And production kicked off in Los Angeles last week. Uh, Burr said, I'm very excited to start shooting Old Dads. This comedy is based on my own and my co uh, co-writer Ben Tischler's lives. Miramax has been awesome to work with, and I think people are really going to like this movie, he said. So... We'll see. And uh, Bill Burr does good stuff. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, 
Oh yeah, I wanted to mention. I wanted to mention this one uh, uh, more for the little bit earlier in the entertainment news, but. Um, New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft yes. uh, turned 80 back in June, but there's an exciting new chapter in his life that's just beginning. He got engaged to his longtime girlfriend, Dr. Dana Bloomberg. How old? Uh, she is 47. Okay, oh, so that's my. right. He's that 80. says he could, yeah. He's I 80, mean, by the way. At that point, you might he's, as well. He's the Jack Shack dude, right? Yeah. He got yeah. it like yeah. a, or busted at a rub and tug. Yep. Like full on busted, and they ended but up dropping still, the charges, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if they, but, you know, what? What a happy ending for this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, if she's smart, she's like, yes, I'll marry you without a prenup. Yeah. He's 80. Yeah. Well, she's a doctor, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, she is. What kind in of fact, doctor? In fact, she's a, she's a um, it says here she's one of the top ophthalmologists in the country and is based at New York Presbyterian Hospital Columbia. She and Kraft began dating in 2019. She's a doctor. She's doing all right. She's not, you know, Robert Kraft all right. She's not. She no. wants, she's going to be mega rich. You said she's, she's an ophthalmologist? Ophthalmologist, okay. yes. Correct. So she knows what he looks like. She does. She can see him clearly. Yeah. And I have to assume that her handy game is strong. It's got to be right. pretty decent. She's 47. There's a lot of years left in that wrist. Yeah. You know, the thing oh that was God. so outlandish about that story is that, that that Jack Shack was in a strip mall. Yeah. And... He's his car, his uh-huh. what? What was it? A Bentley Probably. Was, was parked out in front of the uh, Circus World of Values. Right. <laughs> uh, a source told. Uh, oh, by the way, Tommy Hilfiger was the honoree at uh, at this event that they were at, and uh, Hilfiger had congratulated Kraft and Bloomberg on the recent engagement. Um, this seems right. A source said uh, Hilfiger said that uh, his good friend Bob Kraft got engaged to Doctor. Dana Bloomberg at the event on stage speaking to a whole audience, and the source told Page Six that Bloomberg was wearing a, quote, giant rock on her finger. Of course. Yeah. Surprised she didn't have it in a wheelbarrow. Right? Exactly. <laughs> All right, and let me see. Is there anything else I want to mention before we move on to the clips? How... I got one for you, Preston, if okay. you want. This is uh, our buddy Rupert Grint. I call him our buddy because um, you guys he will be servant. Yeah, <laughs> he uh, just he was, doesn't know yet. Yeah, uh, he was just spotted at uh, Manella's Diner on Route 30 in uh, in Wayne over the weekend, and he's been so he's still in in town. He's uh, I guess I don't know if they shot servant, they finished that or not. Uh, but he was at Terrain in Devon uh, last week, and so he's still out and about. And, and the rumor is he and his family have rented a house uh, somewhere along the main line. Okay, yeah, that I makes have sense. his uh, well, not his contact, but his uh, PR. Oh really? Yeah. We need to reach out to let's, them so we can be turned They're down by them here. at least. Yeah, let's, let's at least have the least. honor of being turned down by them. They're down. not in the United States, so I haven't I have yet to hear back from them. I don't started, know if that has anything to do with it or not, but have you started to watch the new season? Uh I watched no, I, I, I put it on and I was distracted right. and so I have to go back and I'm gonna start the first episode it's over. Good. It's, I found it's the just, first episode difficult. Yeah. Uh it was kind of boring and then I'm like, oh no. And then I watched the next couple. I'm like, okay, they're okay. back on they're back on track. <laughs> it's effed up. Still not exactly sure what's going on, I but still I love know it. what's happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so we're ready for clips. The Last Kingdom stars actor Alexander Draymond as a uh youth. What in the world does that say? It's Ute. <laughs> Uh, youth. Uttered, abducted by a Viking warlord. U-H-T. A young. Oh, that's. The, okay, so as a Is that young. His name? Yeah, Uttered or whatever. Uttered. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Utha. Uh, Utha. Abducted by a Viking warlord. And in this clip, he explains what he loves about his role and uh, the writing in the series. Here we go. He's, he's such a fun character to play. And. I find myself finding finding new challenges um, every season, and 
you know, the, the, the writing has been consistently exciting. I don't <laughs> give a f- This has got to be misspelled. It says U-H-T. That's his name. I know. Yeah. And, but, a, hang on a second. Yeah. U-H-T-R-E-D. Maybe it's U-T-H-R-E-D. Uthred would make more sense because it's <sighs> Uther, Uthred. I'm not up to my Viking name. Uthred. I don't know. Nick, can you do me a favor? What's Maybe that, look up the cast of The Last Kingdom uh, and... Alexander Draymond is the actor. I don't want to find out. I, I want this. I'm not doing anything else. No, no, Maybe no, that no, name no, is as common as, as find out Billy. What the hell is going on here until this is done? Come on, uh, man. No, it's right. Uhtred. Wow. U-H-T-R-E-D. That's so, a tough one. Yeah. I would buy a vowel if that was Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Uhtred. Uhtred. All right. We're ready for new uh, another clip here. 13-year-old May Lee turns into a giant red panda, depending on her emotions in the new Disney film Turning Red. In this clip, Sandra Oh talks about how helpful the transformation would be at a young age. I think, you know, something like this, as a not even as a guy, just an example to say, if you're having too big of emotions, are, are you having a big panda? Are you pandaing out? You know, are you turning into your big red panda? That's something that I wish I had. A little bit more language. Oh, my balls! Turning Red premieres on Disney Plus Friday, by the way. So that will be out. All right, there you go. That's what I got. Entertainment report for today. Done and done. Um, we are going to have Two Ray on the program. He's performing at Punchline this week, Wednesday, actually, for a rare Wednesday night show. And a new comedy album is being uh, recorded that particular night. So you may want to head out for that event. We'll talk to him around 9 o'clock or so. We also have a concert announcement and some other things. So we'll take a break. Sun is shining brightly. Warm temperatures. Warm, bizarrely warm temperatures. Awesome. On this day, but just for one day. So enjoy it. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Why talk on the phone? Just text MMR at 39333. Send requests, comments, or text songs for what we're playing 24-7. The MMR short code. Always open. Never busy. 39333. Hey, uh, real quickly, I would like to throw out a couple of butt plugs, if you will. Do it! And uh, butt plugs for, uh, you know, every now I have to remember, there might be new listeners <laughs> in the program, not know exactly <laughs> what the hell I'm talking that's about. That's true, that's true. We do shart outs instead of shout outs, and butt plugs are a charity plug that we will do. Uh, in, With our spin. Uh, and in fact, we have a little theme song that we could play if oh, you want. Yeah, I have two of them, so we haven't done the butt plug theme in a long time. Yep, so, yep, yep, yep. You um, Just as, as a set up. Uh, and I'll mention a couple of these uh, very quickly. And, and uh, yep, this is our butt plug theme song. To spell it out for you. Butt plug, butt plug, butt plug, butt plug. Here's some butt plugs loaded up with deeds and info, man. Charities can email us and we'll do what we can with a butt plug, butt plug, butt plug, butt plug. Yay! All right. Uh, Beautiful. I got this from uh, Jenna Fici, and she says, My sister Jillian has been uh, dedicated uh, to serving the city of Philadelphia as a police officer the last 20 years in our occupation. Uh, fear isn't an option when it comes to protecting others. However, uh, with her husband, Don's recent fatal diagnosis of ALS at 46 years old, oh. uh, fear and uncertainty is the only thing that is certain. So we have their GoFundMe account on uh, PrestonAndSteve.com. And uh, she says that our goal with this GoFundMe page is to help raise money not only to incur as much of the financial need for unexpected medical expenses, wheelchair and accessibility in the home and other daily needs, 
but also to help Don check some things off of his bucket list as well. And we want to take some of the burden off of Don, Jillian, and the kids so that they can focus their attention on enjoying the time they have left with each other as a family instead of worrying financially. Um, so we have that link. It's on PrestonAndSteve.com. Is it on the community page, Nick? Yes, it is. Okay. If you'd like to help out uh, with uh, Jillian and Don, uh, you can do that and go make a donation. And we have all kinds of uh, links on the community page, but that's just um, that's tough for uh, any family uh, something to go through. Listen, there's so many bad things that that can occur, and obviously diseases and so on and so forth. In particular, ALS is yeah. just it's cruel. brutal. Yeah, absolutely. And then here's another uh, plug I would like to send out. This was courtesy of Cynthia and McCourt or Cynthia A. McCourt. Uh, and she writes, uh, she works as the Bucks County Justice Center as an official court stenographer. And she says, one of our court uh, minute clerks, Natalia, and her husband are native Ukrainians and will be returning there on Sunday. She sent this to me last week on a two-week humanitarian mission to help along the Ukrainian-Poland border. Uh, they still have family there, including an aunt who, as a baby, was carried out of Poland when the Nazis invaded and now is in Ukraine living through the Russian invasion. So she sent me this long list of items that are needed, and there's a lot of stuff that's needed. And uh, she writes, so they're, they're holding a, um, uh, basically a drive right. uh, for, for items that are needed. And she said, Natalia's church has set up a GoFundMe, and that is currently awaiting approval. In the meantime, donations of the items are accepted at the Ukrainian American Relief Committee, which is 1206 Cotman Avenue in Philadelphia. Uh, also, United Methodist, United Methodist Church of Huntington Valley, uh, Sunday and most evenings, uh, Manor College in Jenkintown, uh, Holly Murr Bearers Ukrainian Catholic Church, uh, which is in Ridley Township. Uh, so if you want to check, if, if those places sound familiar to you, check in with them and find out what they're looking for and uh, when you can donate. Is there uh, a Facebook page with that information? You know what? I, she didn't send that over, uh, but I'm sure a quick search and you can find that information out. But she just wanted me to make people aware of these right. uh, drives that are going on. Like I said, it's like two pages of uh, of items that are needed. And there's everything from... Everyday items for uh, for citizens, but there's also like hospital items and things like that that are needed. So, um, if you are interested, you can uh, check those out. And uh, Nick, I'll send you the information okay. over if you want to uh, try and post that on our website as well. So, I wanted to get those out, those butt plugs out there. And then I have just an email. You guys all received this. I wanted to read this. is so great. Um, and it is the subject line says Whopper. <laughs> And our President Steve Zoo family. Um, so to to set the stage again, Whopper, we had a, we had an intern here, and it was her first day one time, and uh, she was doing the phone screener, and so you answer the calls, you ask them what they're calling about, what their name is, you put their information up on the screen so we can see it and we can know which calls to go to. Right. And so I went to a caller, <laughs> and I said, this is Whopper. W-A-L-P-E-R. Never saw that before. And it was supposed to be Walter. She made a typo, and it was really funny. Um, and she got she got upset because it was her first day, and she cried, and we felt horrible We about thought it that. was awesome. We thought yeah. it was great. We thought it was great. So anyhow, that was the, the impetus for this email, and it says, uh, Good morning, it. As a master procrastinator, I've had this email written in my head forever, but uh, after you revisited the Walper clip... I realized it was my sign to actually send it in. My boyfriend and I are longtime podcasters from Maryland and moved to a somewhat rural area a few years ago. With our new house, 
We also inherited lots of critter visitors and, of course, had to name them. First was the huge groundhog that we named Whopper, <laughs> which soon, soon turned into Mr. and Mrs. Whopper. Uh, the groundhog that lives under our neighbor's shed is Wilson Whopper, and we've even had a few litters of baby Whoppers. So that's what they call them when they see them out in the yard. That's great. Hey, Whopper's out by the, uh, you know, out by the fence, <laughs> or there's Mrs. Whopper. Now, the rest of the Pe- Preston and Steve family, so all squirrels are named Squirlito. Love it. Deer are Rantlers. <laughs> Bunnies are Minerva. Nice. Raccoons are Negan. Uh, foxes are Hamass. Okay. I see that's for you. And a special one-time visit from Pierre Robert, a turtle, which was a northern-bellied cooter, if you were wondering, they said. Uh, we also live down the street from the lumberyard and get occasional visits from their feline pest control team. So they have cats that make Aww. it in the way. And Kathy... Uh, they've they've included the follow Kiki Romano, <laughs> Kiki Rico Suave. Yeah, right. there we go for yeah. Dr. Mike. Uh, who's Lou? Yeah. is one of the cats. Oh, he's got a cat name. And then uh, Bam Bam, a black cat. <laughs> so that's what they've named it. That's excellent. And they also sent in uh, pictures of all these animals for us. They take pictures yeah. of them when they're in the wow. backyard. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and they said, "Have a safe flight." That's from Shannon and Ben <laughs> from Baltimore. Uh, and also they they added a little PS for you, Steve. It says, Steve. P.S. You know so much about true crime. I'm dying to know: Are you a murderino? Uh, I I love true crime dramas and stuff like that. I'm not familiar with the term murderino. I've never heard of murderino. Yeah, I've but no if idea. someone who loves uh, crime and documentaries about uh, crime and stuff like that, yes, I am. I don't Sadly, know. I don't know what that says about me, but I am. Nick's looking up uh, what is a murderino. Uh, I don't know if they made it up or what. Uh, it says person with a borderline obsessive interest in true crime and the specific nature and details. Of disturbing murders. Okay, and it also says here the fan base for my favorite murder podcast. So ah, that, that's probably more specifically. What so it that is, is an, I I am not right now, but I will have to check into that. All right. So I thought that was fun. I thought that was uh, cute that they named their animals after Preston and Steve show. You know, people yes, and things and that they and knew all that. So that's really cool. All right. Uh, I did notice some things. One of their animals could be a noticer. Maybe he just pops his head up and looks around a little bit. Did you say you did or didn't? I did. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, I did notice. Across an empty field. A few things. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Down an empty alleyway. So, we're going to start he with... the noticer. With the... Seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Never. He notices, so you don't have to. That's what I do. So, Wordle, uh, you know, the New York Times has that now, uh, the, the game. My wife is addicted... Uh, in late January, they took it. So, Word Finder X, a word games reference tool, conducted a study using Google Trends data to find just how many people are searching for the answer to the day's Wordle game. Apparently, Wait, people are trying to cheat. Oh, come on. Why? And Why? find out the answer. I know. What What's is the purpose? The point of that? What is the purpose? You're playing yourself. Yes, exactly. Who 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 you beat? Right, exactly. <laughs> I killed it. Uh, the study wow. looked at data through February twentieth and found Google searches for quote today's Wordle oh, come on. increased by one hundred ninety six percent since the New York Times bought the free game. So, to me, that was that was always like the case, Preston, with like um, you know like the the early on the hacks in in Halo and stuff like that, the cheaters hacks. It's like what, what does that do for you? Here's what I think people are doing. I think that they're making it 
to their fifth guess. Uh-huh, maybe. And they're getting it wrong. All right. And right. then they're going and trying to find out the answer so that they never have a, uh, a wrong. So they have 100%. I got you. I mean, listen, that, that that's what me, I think. That makes me angry when I when I get to the end and I, I can't figure it out. But, oh. like, what if somebody tells me the answer, there's no satisfaction in that. No, there's zero satisfaction. That's why I don't understand. Like, you either but for some people there the is. loss. Is you know, for yeah. some people, there is. Yeah. Anybody play that game uh, Hurdle that was sent to us yesterday? It's a H-E-A-R-D-L-E. It's a Matt Haggerty sent it to us. Yesterday's game, it's basically name that tune. You get like uh, six tries, and then they extend the intro to it a little bit every time. Yesterday's was Kanye, so I didn't get it at all. But the day before that, it was Fleetwood Mac's Dreams. So uh, they're going to be all over the place yeah, formatically? Exactly. Right, yeah. And it's, it's like 15, 16 seconds of uh, the song. And, I, and it was fun to play it yesterday. Okay. I just uh, I, there, I don't know very many Kanye songs, so I didn't get that one. Nick, there's a dude on TikTok who has... A, Will do um, one note, uh, and, and um, wow. I'm thinking, okay, uh, this is going to be a nightmare. And I've gotten every one of them. Like he's picked s- such iconic one oh, yeah. note intros oh. that I I'm mean, like, I'm actually enjoying it. If they did fertile, where it was just fish songs or fertilizer, I, I would be good at that. Fertile, yeah, fertile. Yes, <laughs> uh, I did that. T- we did it on the show where he gave me two seconds of right. a song. That was fun. I crushed that. Yeah. Uh, I'm perfect on Wordle right now. I have 49 straight victories. Wow. Well, I solid. mean, I got one wrong, but we'll never know because it's, well, now everybody knows because I, I just said it, but uh, the, it, it, it keeps resetting my score. Does it? Yes. That's that's BS. Yeah. I, dude, I almost, I was so close to not getting it yesterday. I'm so mad because like, uh, I'm like, I'm like a battered person. You know, I'm You're so, like a battered person. I, I'm so scared because they keep giving us double letters all the time now. Mm-hmm. And so yesterday was a fairly easy word, but I had gotten to, like, guest number four, and I was like, oh, my God. There are so many letters that I could use, so I I had to basically waste guest number five with a whole bunch of letters that I knew, like, uh, weren't in the word. I hear you guys complaining about the obscure words that they have used. Dude, they did vivid. They did vivid. Two V's and two I's. That's the thing. When it comes to double letters, that's it's not necessarily the, yeah, the, the words that, that you don't know. I mean, that can be difficult. I've only had one where I was like, really? I don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it's the, the double letters right. that, that are, can, can be kind of cheap, I think. Yeah. You know? they, they, if you guess a letter correct, they only give you one of those. Right? That's mm-hmm. not right. Because in Wheel of Fortune, mm-hmm. if you were to guess, mm-hmm. you would get both of those. Yes. Yep. yep. And that's not right. <laughs> so, search interest for the day's Wordle has had the largest one-week increase from February 6th to the 13th, when interest jumped from nearly 70 on Google's popularity scale to 100. Uh, WordFinder X says the biggest cheaters can be found in New Hampshire, Rhode Island, <laughs> Vermont, oh, Massachusetts, Wayne. It's all the Northeast. It's New England. Uh, the it's cheaters. New England. Yeah. Son of a bitch. And Washington, D.C. Patriots fans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know what's not in there? You notice? David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Cheaters were least likely to come from Alaska, Mississippi, New Mexico, or Kentucky. Well, they know their words. Yeah, yeah. I guess they're word knowers. You word knower. Mm. All right, anyhow. <laughs> don't cheat. It's stupid. What's yeah. the point of that? Okay? You know? I mean, it's whatever. Why are you playing that you game? only cheat yourself. Yes. All right, so uh, I also noticed this story about American workers... Not feeling appreciated for what they do. With 63%, nearly two-thirds in this poll saying in a new survey 
that they feel unappreciated by their employer on a daily basis. So is this a clarion call to employers to make their workers feel appreciated? I would think so. Like, for example, if you have a meeting and there's no cookies or brownies <laughs> at that meeting. <laughs> Do you make it up to that particular station in the cluster by giving your cookies and brownies to another station? Mm. That's a good example. I mean, that's a really good example. And I'm just, that's a hypothetical. That's not rooted in any reality. Nope. Almost as many, 59% say they've never had a boss who truly appreciates their work. Uh, in the one poll sa- survey, 41% said favoritism among employees from management makes them feel the most unappreciated, while another 39% cited a lack of communication and recognition from the higher-ups. Well, I mean, listen, there are uh, classes that management probably should take because there are, you know, listen, there have been studies and you know, there about are, how... There are classes. You the, can it, tell when they take those. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, there are studies out there that, like, this is how to be a proper manager. Like, we understand that, like, maybe sometimes you're... Your workers aren't doing their job or, right. or, you know, not working up to their standards or whatever, and that's fine. But, like, there's there's a certain way to approach it because, you know. Well, the, yeah, and that, that's that's a management. That is a management course. You're, you're right, Kathy. There's tons of – they'll do getaways and they'll do all this stuff to up their game as far as dealing with the employees. Well, you can tell when they come back yeah. from their course and they have all these – Support. Confront <laughs> yeah. support. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. A, a, there's like, it's like a sandwich or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Sandwich, uh, meat. Sandwich. Cookie. Yeah. Cookie. Cookie. <laughs> platter. Who went to a... Lots of cookie a platter. seminar. Um, I worked for somebody who... Uh, a boss that was very appreciative. And it was almost weird at first. Like, I was like, what is she doing? Like, why does she keep saying thank you to me for doing my job? But it was in the end. And, you know, I, I worked with, worked for her for years. Um, it was just... It was so nice. Like, she made the atmosphere so nice, and you really felt like, okay, I'm doing something. She's appreciative did of, she ever, of the job I'm doing. Did she ever critique or criticize something you'd done? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so we would have meetings. It, and, there we go. Yeah, but but it just was the way she went about everything, and she was um, she came from, like, the bottom up. So it wasn't, I, I don't know, maybe she took some manager right. classes or something like that, but you could tell it was very genuine. And, like, when you did a good job, she was like, that was awesome. That was so good. And it didn't feel forced like the sandwich. Like I'm going to criticize you for something, but then I'm going to give you, you know, yeah. so, uh, you know, something nice <laughs> a to say. Tray. Yeah, right, <laughs> a cookie tray at the end of your meeting, right? <laughs> no, but she uh, she really made it um, a nice place to. I work. think so. I've had one or two bosses that were uh, th- that withheld any sort of. Maybe I was not deserving of it. I think I was doing a good job in both cases, but hmm. uh, you know, with. Uh, withheld compliments and didn't even really communicate that much. I don't need to be praised like dramatically, you know. I just need to, um, you know, j- just know every once in a while that I'm on the right path, that yeah. I'm doing what is desired of me. Yeah. And yeah. you know what, Steve? It wasn't even so much the praise. Like, it was, I, I guess it was just that she was so genuine about it and that she did it from the very beginning, that it right. didn't seem like, okay, you don't need to sit here and tell me how great I am. I mean, you yeah. know what I mean? It just was very natural for her. Yeah, and and when you get it makes a huge difference when you're getting support yeah. from your from your management, your higher ups, and then come in and they say that they they you know keep doing a great job. That's awesome. I've, mm-hmm. So That's you the have, best. who was the guy? It was the the, the, the was it the uh, where'd you get that hat, Kenny? Oh my God, big dog, the big dog. <laughs> yeah, horrible, worst, horrible boss. Right? He would he would just he beat people down. Yeah, it's, it's what he did. He was in charge. Somebody gave him 
um, a, a position to to boss people around, and he abused it, strangled every bit out of it. He's a terrible boss. He's a mean person. I've had I've had again I've had uh, I had a boss who would just never ask how you were doing. Just never it gave you. Listen, sometimes it's bad if they're constantly giving you input. Oh, man. You know, it's the other side of the coin. What, but... like every Monday and Wednesday? Da- <laughs> oh, uh-oh. you're gonna get in trouble <laughs> today. <laughs> or actually, Marissa's probably gonna get in trouble. <laughs> now, there's there's a place that I frequent, and I go in, and, and the guy who runs the place, I'm, and I'm not even gonna I'm not yeah. even gonna hint as to what this might be because it's a place I go to regularly. But I but I see this person just. Oh, how can you work for this individual? Uh, I, it really? would just be, I would just be miserable. Just never, <laughs> just just never complimentary, never in a good mood, even to patrons. Not just uh, the people that That's a nightmare. work under this person, but just not, just not a pleasant person. I'm like, man, oh man, I, I, why are you in the business that you're in? I have no idea. But anyhow, that can make things miserable. Here's a text that came in. It says, uh, I've worked for the same company for 23 years. I've had two separate supervisors tell a large group of employees, if you don't like it, quit. <laughs> I got uh, applications of people waiting to take your position. That really gets them fired up, doesn't yes! it? Yes! Yeah, you nothing! God. <laughs> no, honestly, that it does make a difference with, like, with our Monday and Wednesdays. But Bill will go out of his way to tell you if you've done something nice. I've had cases where it seemed that the boss... that. Went out of their way like this to tell you when you're effing up. Oh, Never man. a word about anything you've done right. When you when you are told that you can be replaced by anyone, <laughs> right? It's just why do you even want to stay? You know, I mean, I've I've that'll no, motivate them. I've no reason to want to be here if you're going to take that attitude. If um, I could train a monkey to type, he'd be sitting in your seat. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Jen. Hi, Jen. Good morning. Hi. Hey. You guys rock. Thank you, Jen. What's up? Uh, I've worked in restaurants for, gosh, I hate to say how long, but 20, 20 years or so. And, you know, started off, of course, as like, you know, the, the, the low on the totem pole and up to system manager, manager. Right. And quite a few of, well, I'd say one in particular stands out. I was told I was too nice of a manager <laughs> and that I couldn't get results by being nice. And, and then this person was the complete opposite. She believed that. Being a bully and intimidation and manipulation was the way to yeah. get results. Yeah. And I, from that point on, I just refused. I, I want, I know how to get the job done. I know how to, I hope and motivate, you know, the staff to get the job done. But I just, from there, that point on, I was, I was never going to be a uh, mean manager. <laughs> yeah, screw that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's 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 antithesis. It's the antithesis of who you are. And you can't pretend to be somebody else. Thank you for, uh, for your call, by the way, Jen. Speaking Thank of the you. restaurant business, there was a place that was, and I can say where, because it's not around anymore. Yeah. There was a bar restaurant called Philly Rock. Oh, I would okay. do a regular Friday appearance at for years. And the manager there, this woman was known to be a stone cold bitch. Really? I mean, just mean to the people that worked for her. Huh. Mean to the people that <clears throat> came in there. To, and I'm like, how do people like that <clears throat> keep a job? Are they now? There was a, a, a wealthy owner of the restaurant. That, well, and there you she go. She had possibly. the ear of yeah. that person, I think. But what do they all of a sudden just flip and turn into a different? Probably. Is it Jekyll and oh, yes. Hyde? Oh, Are yeah. they in a completely different person when that when they're not around? You know what I when mean? When they're dealing with their superiors, yeah. I've seen that happen. I've seen it happen many times where you'll have someone who perform the Jekyll and Hyde with the subordinates. They're they're a nightmare, and when their superior comes in, they're uh, completely. 
you know, obsequious and they're absolutely, you know, the opposite. Ugh. So, uh, you know, it, it drives you crazy. We had, <laughs> President, I don't even remember, we had a boss who, um, and I'm not going to say, uh, but um, the, this particular boss told us that if people, um, if the employees were making enough or, 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 you know, making a lot of money, that they, they weren't as motivated. Uh, and, yeah. and the funny thing is I'd seen a documentary like two nights before that where Saddam Hussein was saying the same sort of oh thing about motivating. You got to want yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You can't, they can't have too much to eat or, you know, they can't have too many creature comforts. By the way, in this uh, poll, almost half, uh, 46% have left the job because they felt unappreciated, and 65% admitted that they'd worked harder if they felt it would be noticed by management. When asked how employers could improve, 35% say that uh, they'd like recognition in the form of perks, bonuses, or recognition program, and 33% named salary increases, and 30% say wellness and professional development stipends. Uh, 22% name praise from management, and another 22% say they like recognition from their peers. It can be so, as simple as, as verbal praise. Yeah, it can yeah. be. Obviously, money is talks. the most appreciated. Yes, walk. But if you would at least offer encouragement, or not encouragement, but uh, but um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not support, but... Uh, Sex? Well, what? I didn't consider that, <laughs> but... Uh, but uh, but yeah, constant support or or uh, um, positive reinforcement. Reinforcement. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I would like, Casey. On the flip side, too, it helps if you are the employee to have a realistic view of what you're required to do, what you're <laughs> what you're worth. Man, I had a boss one time who just did not have that, Steve, and it was uh, funny because, like, you know. First of all, I should say, being a boss is hard, right? Like, it's very you hard. are a manager of a lot of yeah. different personalities, and 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 some people work harder than others. So I'm not discounting that at all. But this guy, one time, it was when I worked in a restaurant, and the manager, you could just tell he didn't want to be there at all, ever. <laughs> and so there were there were just like a few gripes and whatever. And and he ended the meeting by saying, "All right, now that I've addressed these things." I no longer want to hear boo from any one of you. Boo. <laughs> it was like, what? It was, the way that he framed it, I was just like, all right, man, this guy, Dude, he, he hated being a manager. How many people was he talking to at the time? Probably like 15, 20. Oh, if somebody would just gone, boo. boo. <laughs> I no longer want to hear boo from any one of you. Oh, ma- managers, they love when you do stuff like that. And especially, uh, <laughs> we were, We've told the story many times. We were sitting at a, a big conference table, all the employees of a radio station we were at, and the new uh-huh. HR guy says, I love to fire people. Yeah. Oh, my well, God. We are so motivated to work right now. <laughs> we're making changes for the better when we fire people. Really? You should be happy when you see your friends being fired out of their positions. I'm going to go to, we got a bunch of calls coming in. Justin, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, it guys. Good morning, it. What's up, my man? So I have a boss. Uh, I'm not going to say what company because I still work there, but I have a boss who he's just like a lanky Vin Diesel. Like he loves to work family, says it all the time. <laughs> and here, you know, here we're like a family and, you know, I, everybody, when we, when one, when one person is, is down and out, we all rally around him. You know, we're brothers here. We see each other more than our own family. And, you know, you scoff at it because it's like, you know, not by choice. But, um, I remember one particular instance. It was during right at the end of the COVID shutdown for us. I, uh, my sister, she had been diagnosed with ALS. She was sick, um, so you know, not a lot of time left to spend with her. Right. She was in the hospital. We didn't know if she was going to come home. So I told my manager and I said, "Look, my sister is very ill. I don't know how much time I have left. She's coming home from the hospital today. I would love to spend this day with her." And he said, 
nope, you have to come in. We called you back in. You must come back in. I'm like, I can't have half a day. And he's like, no. So fast forward a few months later, you know, I'm still mad at the guy. Just seeing him makes my blood boil. But he, somebody stole from the company, and somebody got in trouble for it, but it wasn't their fault. They knew it wasn't his fault, but, you know, his neck, it, it, he was supposed to take care of it. Right. So he goes into the whole spiel about, you can't steal from each other here because we're like family. <laughs> One time we had an employee, his mother was on her deathbed, and, you know, she was sick, and he, she's in Texas. So, like a family, we rallied together, gave him the money and the time off to go see his sick mother. Meanwhile, I'm standing next to him. Mm glaring daggers and other people who know the story are like oh. laughing and like oh. they're, they're like, like patting me on the back they're, like oh. stay calm yeah stay calm. and i'm well, and i'm like go ahead sir no no i mean you 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 got you you don't you, you don't want to lose your gig and yet you're infuriated at the same time and so you're standing there and you're like you know how do i approach this so I, obviously you didn't go at him for this but it's something that sticks in your craw and you're you have to deal with it all the time, correct? Oh, yeah. It's it's still to like right now telling you guys a story. I'm like shaking mad because <laughs> my sister has since passed. Oh. But the story is like literally he's telling it and he's just like getting this choked up and he's so taken aback and he's so grateful for how much we're like a family. And I'm like, this guy needed to travel <laughs> across the country and be gone for two weeks. I wanted one day. Oh man, and he told me no, like firmly, like can't afford it, can't do it, and I'm like. You, like yeah, yeah I, no, are, you, are you are you eventually looking to get out of there because of that, Justin? Or uh, yeah, but <laughs> can't right now. Uh, well, no, it's just there's promotions available. Oh. Okay, so if you can promote your way out of it, that's cool. Yeah. There there are games that have to be played sometimes and things you have to do. But listen, I'm sure this guy doesn't doesn't understand the irony of what uh, he was saying when he said that. So, and that's something again. If if the the employee and the employer can kind of really assess things, I think if those communication lines open up, there'll be a lot more happiness around the workplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I've communicated with them. I've told them. I said she's sick, and the whole time I was like, he knew that. Like, oh, you know, we don't know what's wrong with her. Her legs stopped working. Right. We don't know. It. We're waiting on a diagnosis. When the diagnosis came out, I walked into his office and I told him. I said, well, in the coming months. You know, I'm not going to have her around much longer, so right. there will be days where I can't come in. It's horrible. He, well, so he knew. Go Justin, if, hang out long enough, become his boss, and yeah. then one of his yeah, family members is dying, <laughs> you can turn it right now because those promotions are coming up. All right, Justin, sorry to hear about that, but thanks for the call, man. We do appreciate okay. it. All right, let me go to uh, Matt real quick here. Hey, Matt, good morning. Come on, stop, bitches. Yay, come on, stop. What's up, man? Uh, nothing. I, um, I... I have a better job now. I've been, I'm a fireman in a very large city that's right next to you guys. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And uh, I had a boss before that kind of, uh, well, he was a great friend along with being my boss. Uh, Like I would take my family over there. His kids would play with my kids. And Mm -hmm. um, it was, uh, it was tough sometimes because he would be tough. And uh, it it was like, um, Right, so you're saying he's a family friend, but he was a tough boss? Yeah, and it was almost like that you couldn't, I wouldn't say you couldn't do anything right, but it was just like, yeah. well, uh, was, was yeah, it, you know, yeah, oh, oh okay, yeah. Like, I, was it uh, like yeah, you're, yeah. you're Tom Cruise and he was Kelly McGillis? <laughs> and so you had this relationship outside of work, but he, he had to go a little bit harder on you to, uh, <laughs> yeah. to let you, because sometimes that does, it sucks a lot of times when, fr- a friendship is lost because someone gets promoted up 
and uh, and you got to deal with that. Is is that kind of the dynamic that was working with you, Matt? Uh, yeah, well, he was the boss from the very beginning. Oh. I I started working for him when I was uh, sixteen, I think, and then I I worked for him for ten years, and uh, and um, it was just uh, it, I, I'm trying to think of the words to describe it. It was kind of just like, awkward. Nothing, nothing ever pleased him. Oh, uh, it was. Um, Yet yeah, you guys were he, friends. Yes, yes. Uh, that can be weird. After five o'clock, would he? Right. Would, would he? Right, right. When you guys went out after work, would he say, "I've got this loser employee who can't get anything done, and he is such a waste"? Who is it? Well, I don't want to tell you. For it might right. hurt your feelings, but. Right. Uh, yeah, it, it sucks. It's a bad that, dynamic. That can be a tough uh, situation. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. So, anyhow, the bottom line of this is uh, that most people, according to this poll, uh, feel that they're underappreciated by their management, by their boss. Is the best way to perhaps make things more enjoyable at work is to steal things? Oh, <laughs> For the employee? Yeah. And sell them on the dark web. It doesn't say to not do that. Okay. So, so that's, a, that's <clears throat> a tacit approval. Maybe. Maybe it is. I don't really know. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, the overwhelming two-thirds say that they, they feel unappreciated by their employee on a daily basis, like every so single day. Something to make note of. That's tough. Okay. So anyhow, I noticed it. Thought I'd pass along. Thank you for the calls. Is it stuff? We do appreciate I mean, What's yes. That? But I don't know if we have time. Do we have time? No. I can't, no. I can't, t- can't tell you about the world's largest cruise ship, which is five times the size of the Titanic. That is super cool. Okay, I'll hear about it. All right, real quick. <laughs> All right. So it has 19 swimming pools, 20 restaurants, 11 bars, and an ice rink, a casino, and its own central park. This is a cruise ship. It's not a cruise ship. Yes. You've got to see the pictures of this thing. Yeah, the Royal Caribbean liner is set out for her maiden seven-day voyage on Friday from Fort Lauderdale, headed to the Caribbean. Uh, It is uh, 1,188 feet long, can carry 7,000 passengers with 2,300 crew members. 2,300 crew members, and I believe it's 18 decks? Uh, yes, it is 18 decks, and I think 15 of them are for, 16 are for passengers. And who owns it? Uh, it's, uh, Royal Caribbean. Yeah. And it's, uh, let's see, it has a top speed of 25 miles an hour, or 22 knots. Can you imagine the power needed, what it has for? Is it nuclear? Yeah. yeah. 20, 20,000, three 20,000 kilowatt diesel electric thrusters oh. under the stern and four bow thrusters, each generating 7,500 horsepower. Um, and it's called Wonder of the Seas. Took three years to build in Saint Nazarene, France, and cost more. It's this is a, a story of the UK, so it's in pounds. It's a billion pounds, so that'd be I don't know over a half million dollars or half a billion. Uh, be like seven hundred million, something like that in that range. I'm yeah. assuming just a ballpark. How many figure. milliliters? Uh, so it, it was originally been set to launch from China last year, but uh, the pandemic changed things. Uh, so on board is a boardwalk designed on the Coney Island attraction. It's lined with restaurants serving up Italian, French, and German cuisine along with U.S. staples such as hot dogs and pizzas. There's also a Vegas-style casino on board. Uh, like I said, there's a central park on another deck complete with 20,000 plants and trees. Uh, pl- passengers can sip cocktails made by robots in the Bionic Bar. Hang on. The- what? Yeah, and they say, Preston, if you were to stand it on its stern upright, <gasps> many passengers would fall to their deaths. No. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if that doesn't appeal, there's a rising tide bar, which has a moving platform where guest seats are moved up and down between the promenade. 
on uh, uh, on deck five to Central Park on deck eight, and providing great views. There's also uh, activities and entertainment on board, like the musical Chicago, performed by a Broadway cast, an aqua theater where high divers plunge from 60-foot boards into swimming pools, and nightly ice extravaganzas. I can jump off the high dive. In the indoor ice rink. So they got professional ice skaters. I mean, there. the theater in the back of this thing uh, in the, is is a like a full amphitheater. Well, that's where they do the diving. Yeah, from sixty feet up. That's How many employees did you say? Twenty three. Twenty three. Just employees. Twenty three hundred. Twenty three hundred employees. Wait, I'm so, watching the robot uh, bartender. Okay. <laughs> and all the the liquor bottles are hung from the ceiling, and so uh, the robot lifts its arm, and then it'll put you know I guess the exact amount of alcohol <laughs> and mixers in it, mix it up, pour it in a glass, and then it slides down like a countertop to where the person's waiting for it. Uh, there's also the surf pool, which generates 12-foot-high waves and 80-foot, uh, 80-foot, uh, 10-deck-high zip line and two rock climbing walls. There's a mini golf cart uh, course, laser tag, um, video arcade, outdoor movie theater, luxury spa, and state-of-the-art gym for you. I mean, come on. I, yep. I mean, I don't love cruises, but I'll I'd go on this. Here's here's my thing though. Like the cruise destination, I believe for this particular ship is the Caribbean. Yes. So um, I'd rather get to the Caribbean as quickly as I can and enjoy the Caribbean. Uh, if you're if you're if you're really on something where you're going to be on the cruise ship a lot, I think this is this would be the way to go. Well, uh, do they get they don't get off the ship and stay. No, but you get off and do the day right at the location. So So you're okay with going back to that and like experiencing all of that, yeah, as your hotel and at night, right? right. So this is staying in a hotel, enjoying it for a couple of days, right, and then getting there and running around, spending the day in this location, and then coming back to your your awesome hotel, which has all this stuff to do. Laser tag. uh, Yep, and uh, there's also there's a number of clubs and activities designed for kids of all ages, including Playscape, described as an on land onboard wonderland for kids. It has a slide that lifts riders up a near vertical wall on a raft before flinging them back down with a giant splash. Uh, thrills can also be found in the <laughs> Ultimate Abyss, which is a 100-foot slide which drops from deck 16 Come to on. deck 6 in that, 13 seconds. That's 16 stories. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there you go. On the ship. Uh-huh. Yep. No, I, Do they I have ice machines? Uh, I think they have ice machines, yes. Um, I did watch this documentary on uh, cruise ships before and how many people actually die on cruise ships. Mm. Um, So this was published in December 20th of uh, 2021. There is an average of 200 deaths occurring on cruise ships each year. Really? 200? Like, there there was one I watched. One particular ship? Um, no, no, no. Uh, I was watching. <laughs> don't, do, don't do. Don't go on that show. This this uh, show that I was watching, though, there was a woman that every single year she would go on a cruise by herself. Like that was her getaway from her. Fa- she had a family, a husband, yeah. kids, and she would. This was just you know for a few days she'd go on a cruise ship, and she went on one one year, and she never came back. Like. Oh. She, disappeared? she went overboard, uh-huh. and yeah, like for whatever reason, she was by herself, and I guess no one was looking for her. Right, I never knew her family wasn't on there. Yeah, yeah. I gotta imagine. That, I mean, if they're not, it'd be insane. If every inch of every deck that you could walk out on and be on the edge of the ship, it's got to be under surveillance, right? I don't know. You'd have to be a moron not to cover every bit of that ship with security cameras. Yeah, maybe they can. even I'm in sure the toilets. Now. Yep. All right, well, anyhow, this thing is uh, out and moving on the water. If you're interested, and that's, uh, that's all that I've noticed for today. No more noticing. We're done noticing. You know, this, this story that went really long and 
kind of got the short end on the ship. Yeah, so. But it's still good. It was still good. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. Some bizarre file stories. Good ones in there to share with you. Uh, we're going to have uh, comedian Toure on the program later on, so make sure you hang out. We'll be back with you. Did you know you can listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, here we go. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. I'm brought to you by Natural Lawn of America. Safer for your lawn kids and pets. You can schedule their full service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass for your weeds. Guaranteed. Pennsylvania, man. Accused of breaking into a New Hampshire woman's home and hiding out in her attic after they met on her OnlyFans account. Oh, wow. oh God, this is a thing. <clears throat> Maurizio Damon Guerrero from Ben Salem. Oh, Hi. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, damn. <laughs> Was arrested and charged with four counts of burglary. Uh, authorities say Guerrero allegedly broke into a woman's uh, Summersworth home early on the morning of February 9th. A woman and her mother had called police after the woman said she woke up and saw someone standing in the hallway. I don't do uh, OnlyFans. I just do activities lists. <laughs> Officers searching the home went into the attack and heard heavy footsteps on the roof. Guerrero was located on the roof, brought inside, and detained. The oh, woman, Santa, who has a young child told police that she had noticed odd things happening around the house in the days leading up to Guerrero's arrest. She said the the downstairs window had been left slightly open and a door near the kitchen had been left open. The woman also said, listen to this, she said her keys had disappeared from a counter and then reappeared as she was looking for them. That's creepy. The woman told police that she brushed it off as, you know, she was just busy and forgetful. Uh, the woman said she met Guerrero through her OnlyFans account and he and ha- gave him her address because he said he wanted to buy her a television and a fireplace. She said that he seemed nice at first and told police that she did not want to meet him, but he was very pushy. The woman described one incident where Guerrero allegedly waited in his car outside her home. She told police that... Uh, he said that he would sometimes sleep in his vehicle outside his home. Her oh, home. man. During another encounter, Guerrero allegedly told the woman to look out her window because he was waiting on the sidewalk. The woman said that she let him inside because she didn't know what else to do. They hung up for about two hours, and then she made him leave. This is making me rethink my OnlyFans page. Uh, Guerrero then allegedly told police that he went to the woman's home on February 9th to take back the television he bought her. He said that he went into the attic after hearing people in the house talking. <sighs> the woman told police she believed that he had been in the attic for quite some time because she found food and headphones. Police also located a tracking device in the attic. Oh, my God. And an investigation found that Guerrero allegedly took videos of the woman sleeping naked without her consent and stole items from her home. Uh, they, uh, he allegedly told police that he planned to put the tracking device on the woman's car. As a bail hearing on February 18th, and the judge released him on $2,500 cash bail. But he's wearing a GPS tracker, so they're going to keep uh, tabs on him. How terrifying is that? Go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Two-time Olympic medalist Guillermo Ron. Uh, Ringado has suffered serious eye injuries in what's being called a freak cooking accident. Okay, so Rigando's manager, Alex Bornote, 
said that his client was cooking in his Miami home last week uh, when the injury occurred. The contents of a pressure cooker reportedly oh. exploded in his face. Whoa! This is an Olympic boxer. Uh, when the... He said when the pot exploded and we saw how uh, Rigando was left, we thought the worst because his face and eyes looked very bad as a result of the impact of the explosion. He's lost a significant portion of his vision because of this accident. Uh, Bornot is hopeful that uh, Rigando's next round of tests will show that he can make a full recovery. If not, he may have to undergo a lengthy surgery and recovery process to fix the Were issue. Were able to determine if it was a, uh, 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 an issue with the cooker itself, or was he doing something wrong? Don't know that uh, as of now, but uh, nonetheless, Man. it was the explosion that messed up his, uh, his face big time. Uh, in Florida, a teacher was hospitalized after a five-year-old Pine Lakes elementary student attacked her. The student used fists and feet to hit his teacher shortly after 10 a.m. on Wednesday in the cool-down room after he and a four-year-old started to throw things around and flip chairs. An officer responded to the classroom and found the teacher sitting on the ground against the wall. She was feeling faint, weak, and dazed before she started coughing and dry heaving. Fire rescue personnel used a stretcher to take the teacher out of the classroom and took her to the hospital. Uh, the student is facing a charge of aggravated assault with hands, fists, and feet. Yeah, a five-year-old. Was this an abnormally large five-year-old? Didn't say so in the story. I don't uh. know, but apparently he connected with some of his uh, shots he took on the teacher. New York City may have a reputation as a tough and cutthroat city, but every now and then comes a story that will restore faith in humanity for even the most cynical among us. A man from Honduras lost his wallet Wednesday morning as he was walking through the always busy and tourist-laden Times Square... The wallet belonged to Eduardo Martinez, who said that he dropped it as he was rushing to work near Broadway and West 49th Street. Aside from the standard wallet items, there was $4,000 cash inside when Martinez said he lost it. He later returned to the area and frantically searched for the missing wallet. When two officers saw him and approached, they had been given a wallet by a woman who said she found it while she was too, uh, also commuting around the same time as Martinez. And there was $1,000 in it, obviously. $1,000. <laughs> no, after matching the identification, they gave Martinez his wallet back, and miraculously, all four grand was still inside. And then, does your heart good. Yeah, it does your heart good. So. He probably took down all the credit card numbers. But. Martinez said in Spanish that uh, there are still honest people out there, and he was very grateful for the woman and the police for helping him out. Wow. Well, good, good for whoever did that. Bottles of Moet and Shandor, uh, or Shandon Champagne, are being recalled all across the Eastern European or Eastern Europe because, uh, or no, across the EU. Oh, because they may be filled with a liquid form of ecstasy. Uh-oh. Moet and Shandon Jeez. Imperial Ice three-liter bottles are being recalled oh, after reports of intoxication in other EU member states. Some bottles are believed to have been tampered with, completely emptied, and champagne and filled uh, and. And emptied of champagne and filled instead with pure liquid MDMA. <laughs> wow. Uh, the bottles are sold online by private individuals. So uh, That's crazy. There's been no incidents so far, but they're trying to find out what happened. All right. I got to do this last one. All right. All right. A massive species of spider from Asia has been colonizing large chunks of the southern, uh, southeastern United States over the last few years. And wildlife experts say that there is little that can be done to stop the Joe Rose spider from spreading. You're going to love this, Kathy. <laughs> the good news is <laughs> those same experts say that apart from being huge and scary looking, the spider probably won't be hugely disruptive to local ecosystems or harmful to humans in Alabama or other southern states. So when they mention they call them the parachuting spider, do they in fact... 
Yeah, parachute like, down. Well, no, like like other spiders, they can spin a web that will carry them from place to place. Uh-huh. Uh, That's on the wind. Extra yes. wonderful. So the Joro spider is venomous, but the venom is believed to uh, is isn't believed to be a threat to humans since the spiders have very small fangs and most defensive bites likely wouldn't even break a person's skin. Oh, I'd just be laughing if uh, one of these spiders was trying to gnaw into my hand because I would know its its uh, mandibles are too small. Uh, Juro had <laughs> several <laughs> advantages that will allow it to thrive and spread across large swaths of the United States. Uh, sightings of the bright yellow and black Juro spider uh, have become very common in the Atlanta and Athens, Georgia areas. Uh, research indicate they probably arrived about 80 miles north of Atlanta and uh, from a shipping container, probably from Asia. Um, and uh, from there, it's apparently spread by both hitchhiking on human vehicles and by moving through the air on a strand of silk. So that's its parachuting thing. Okay. This has to be happening in other countries, too. Like, they, there has to be... American invasive species. You would imagine. However, it seems like we're always the recipient of this stuff. Yep. What what, what was the lantern fly last go around, right? So the technique is called ballooning, by the way, the the way that they move. uh, Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, so they they can parachute into new areas and expand their range. And it's also how male spiders drop Hmm. in to find a female. So imagine you're walking through the park one day and this thing lands on your face. Right, but these things are huge, by the way. They're re- they're really big, and they can make a, a web that's like ten feet long. Good. Yep. Do you ever <laughs> you ever walk out in the morning to your car to the, uh, to, you know, uh, and walk like past a busher or something, and you get a big s- bunch of web in your face? Oh yeah. Oh, it's that's so it's much just great. Fun. Yep. <laughs> All right, and that's the B file. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. Make sure you hang with us. We won't be gone long. You want the best in rock? It's right here in Philadelphia. Like Froggy, who just premiered a brand new song on Preston and Steve. Or Judah Kim, your local shots artist of the month. Or get to know Low Cut Connie and Huxley, both from Philly and both taking the stage at the MMRBQ on May 21st. Hear everything that rocks Philadelphia on WMMR.com. So that that final Bizarre file story that I had uh, was about these... Gigantic spiders invading the United States. Uh, it's called the Joro spider uh, from Asia, and it is uh, it's it's uh, like an invasive species. It's a full-bodied spider. Yeah, it's a big one. Yeah, um, and like big. There are people that are obviously it's arachnophobia that are that are terrified of spiders, and now we're we're getting into warmer weather, which. You know, this is when the creepy crawly things are a little bit more, you're a little more likely to uh, encounter yeah. them. Well, I was thinking in terms of like the, um, the, the lantern fly, okay, and the gnawing. St- they skeeve some people out, you know, they're brightly colorful when they fly into your face or whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's annoying. Then we were talking about the cicadas, which for, at least in my area, did not pan out. No. Really didn't deal with them a lot. But this thing, I saw so many stories, so much press on this because, uh, you know, when you get down to it, of all of them, arachnophobia, fear of spiders, mm-hmm. is the most pronounced. Yeah, and it's a big one. Uh, I, you know what? The <laughs> creepy crawly things uh, freak me out a little bit. And uh, but I'll, I'll give you an example: uh, stink bugs, because they're an invasive species, and they are all over the damn place. And when they get in the house, I used to be, I used to be like freaked. Yeah. Not like they're going to, you know, sting me or anything right. like that, but I don't want to touch that. And, right. 
You know, so I would go. Stink is in the name. Get something like a tissue or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Now I just I grab them with my hand and throw them yeah. outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they don't bite or anything. No, right? they don't bite or anything, but still they're, you know. Yeah. If yeah. You, it, they say, though, like if you can it flush them or because if you do, if you crack them, the, the pheromones, well, that also attracts other stink bugs. Oh. Yeah, I throw them outside. Well, I mean, the look of this thing, though. Come on. It looks terrifying. Oh, yeah. It looks um, terrifying. I would not be okay if I found this anywhere near me. Like, So I just had this debate with a friend of mine. Um, and we were first talking about uh, mice and snakes. And she so she had a little, she lives on a farm, and she had a, a mouse in her sink, and it couldn't get out because it couldn't crawl up the walls right. of, the, of the steel sink. Um, and so she had to FaceTime her mom and dad because her husband was away uh, to help her get it out and what to do. And she had to put the cup over it, slide the plate underneath it. And then, of course, she threw it literally right outside the door. Her mom was like, it's going to come back in. Right, like, right. It wants like, to be inside. So, yeah. so anyway, we were talking about that. And I go, well, at least it wasn't a snake. She goes, no, I'll take a snake over uh, a mouse. I was like, no, that's, no kidding. Way. That I was seems like, to be opposite of what most people would probably say. I yeah. would... I was cleaning out my planters, and there was this little tiny thing in there, and I was digging. I had gloves yeah. on, but I was digging my hands in to, to get some of the, <laughs> of the soil out, and that thing moved, and I almost died. I would love to have seen I that. I would love to have seen that. I was like, Jace, come here. Get, get that. And he like picked it up with his hands. He's like, this? I'm like, oh, my God, get it out of here. Take it away. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a I was snake. Dying. It was a snake. Can you let Jace go in and grab it with his bare hands? He was, yeah, he was fine. Okay. He was like, I'll get it. All right. <laughs> Oh, Kids are good with the venom, Preston. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, then it so then it went to spider. We were, and we both agree. We were like, well, at least it's not a spider. And so if it had and these colors, like it just it's to beautiful. me that looks deadly. Yeah. It, I don't know. I, I listen. I think it is a good looking bug. Okay. <laughs> Question with yeah. that: Are you the type that would allow a spider to crawl on you and have no problem with that? Mm, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> not that good I, looking. Not, no. But I'm not bugged out by them. A lot of times, I'll I'll let spiders go in my house because okay. they take care of the other bugs. No, I right. will as well, depending yeah. on because they will take care of the others, and that's fine. Like in the basement or something like that. But I see this thing crawling around. Mm-hmm. I'm moving. Fell <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. in my house. We used to have when I lived in the south. There there were these big yellowish spiders, and I forgot what they were called. And they would they would get huge, man. Look at the story. Yes, I know. Yeah. It had uh, yellow markings on it, but I don't remember what it was. Are those out west as well? Because I remember... I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know what, what breed it, but we were talking like this, like a recluse is pretty big as well, right? It's mm, not no. that big. Not as big as this mother. No, effort. but I mean like, you know, maybe yeah. bigger than a, like, a, like a half dollar or something yeah. like that. Maybe that size. And we had the story last week about the guy actually started to have, um, he had like flesh-eating disease because of it. Yeah, it'll, it'll necrotize. It'll actually kill the, the uh, parts of your flesh and it can be messed up. Hang on, Tom's got a uh, spider story. Hey, Tom, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning, buddy. What's up? Hey, so I work in New Jersey. I'm a meter reader for a utility company. I'm actually doing the route today, but um, there's I have to go in the utility rooms to read a meter, and we leave messages for each other on our little processors. They give us heads up about stuff. Okay. And I come up to this route, and the re- the message says Spider Cave, and oh, I am no. just like, oh no, I'm just Spider uh, Cave. What am I getting into? So. <laughs> I find the utility room. I open the door. There is a ton of cobwebs and spider webs everywhere, which I'm used to. I start 
kind of cleaning up the webs to make my way to the meter. And no joke, about five or six spiders dropped from the ceiling. Oh. And I was just like, nope. I got out of there. And the rest of the day, I was, like, stripping my sweatshirt off, like, just panicking that something's crawling yeah. on it. Dude, yes. Uh, no, so did any idea? Could you or did you even have enough time to identify what type of spiders they might have been? It was so dark in there, I couldn't even see it. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, you know how they show those videos of people outside in the dark, you see right. all those glowing little things in the grass, and it turns out they're spiders. Right. <laughs> After they all fell, I shined it up into the ceiling, and I could see, oh, like, little no. specks. I'm like, yeah, I'm never going there again. <laughs> go in with a flamethrower, man. That, that's... Oh, I wish. I wanted to go, like, alien rip. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, no. That's terrible, Tom. Yeah. All right, thanks, man. I can't yeah, no take problem. that. Nick pulled up a chart of you as spiders in the United States and their uh, their level of um, of dangerousness. Right. Or danger, however you want to put it. So... Uh, the brown. Uh, there, there are three that that are ranked as deadly and dangerous. Okay. Uh, the brown recluse is one of them. Uh, the black widow is another. I remember seeing those when I was a kid. Wait, so they're we easy ha- to spot. We have all of these here. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. in our house, like they'll come re- in our house. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they're in you your can home have right yeah. now. It's like six <laughs> underneath your chair. Right yeah. Now. Um, I put some in your coffee. <laughs> and Steve, one I've never ho- heard of called the hobo spider. Yeah, they ride trains and eat yeah. stew. Uh, so uh, here's, here's a spider bite. First aid for those are keep the patient calm, apply ice to decrease these pain and swelling and use anti-inflammatories for pain relief and contact your doctor. If you're working so around, take like some Advil and you'll be okay. <laughs> exactly. Uh. If you're working around in your garage or in your basement and you need to wear gloves if you're moving stuff around. I yeah, I always do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here here are the and and then the other levels. So so those are the deadly and dangerous. Right. Then you have toxic, which is poisonous, painful bite. So maybe like a bee sting, you know, or something like that. So you have the uh, the female mouse spider. Which appears to be the biggest of all of these. How big? The, the largest body. I don't know. I'm just looking at, like at that, pictures of them. That thick black spider. Yes. Yeah. It's got like a. It's got oh, large pinchers and a big butt on it. So I like big butts. I can't. Uh, deny. You didn't can't deny that. Uh, point to the mouse spider for this him, Nick. Yeah, that one. Oh, all right. Uh, then you have the male mouse spider, which is smaller than that. The black house spider and the wolf spider. So these can have. They can sting you essentially with awesome. their bite. It's, so they've got a venom. It's not going to kill you. Uh, probably won't make you sick, but it'll, it'll hurt you. And then you have the low-risk spiders are the female trapdoor, the male trapdoor, the garden orb weaving, the St. Andrew's cross, and the huntsman spider. Huntsmen are big. We about that, yeah. And we they, don't have those here, do we? Uh, it says USA spider chart. Are you so maybe, kidding me? Maybe they're around somewhere. And by the way, the one I was talking about, and, and we had a picture of it here a second ago that I used to see when I was a kid, was the yellow garden spider. Okay. Those things got huge. Um, and this is terrible. I used to grab like um, crickets or grasshoppers and throw them in their uh, in their web, <sighs> and it would just it would just like fly right over, and just wrap them up really fast. It just it, 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 it's like a, exactly. That's an actual audio of a spider. It's like that scene in uh, in Lord of the Rings when uh, you know when oh. that... oh, dude, giant. Okay, movie giant, giant spiders? spiders scare the hell out of me. Well, and we've talked about. I them. hate that. There's no, hey, the line, hey, spider, are you feeling okay today? There's no feeling. <laughs> There's no nothing. Yeah. yeah. So, so you take like a like a a, a lion or something yeah. like that. Okay. There's eyes. There's there's some yeah. type. There's of... There's a soul. Maybe there's something in there. You could pet it. <laughs> something. 
but a spider. It's a machine. Is a, yes. Something it like that. It won't stop. <laughs> ever. Ever. Uh, until you're dead. Which call you want me to go to your case? I'm one. All right, let me go to Paul. Hey, Paul, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Paul? Uh, I was bitten by a brown recluse before, and um, as I was telling her that I've had back surgery, I've had neck surgery, I've had two knee replacements. That spider bite was some of the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. All right, so, Paul, the initial bite or the the pain that you experienced afterwards? I had an open wound for three months. An open wound for three months. That's actually common. The the reason I ask you that, Paul, is because I had a friend who had a similar thing. He was bitten on the leg. And he eventually went to the hospital, and sure enough, a hole started forming in his oh. leg. And so, but but he didn't remember, like, being bitten at the time. Did you? No, I did not. Okay. All right. So it was just, it was after aftermath. it got in there, that and, seems and the to venom be, did its work, right? Co- like, common, doesn't, like, because uh, people that I know have been bitten will, will they'll notice a, like, a circle, I guess it is? Is that the... Yeah. It's like a target. Right. A blood blister is formed. I went to the ER. They lanced it, and then they said they're... A- when I went back, the skin was still hanging off, and they said, if it doesn't come off, you have to take it off surgically. So I went home and took it off myself with a razor blade. I didn't have that <laughs> Sounds like you went to the same medical yeah. school your dad went to. Yep. Yep. My dad must know you. Yep. <laughs> um, it took about three months to heal, and the wound was the size of about a quarter. They gave me cream that they give to burn victims. Did they give you antibiotics, Paul? Yeah, they gave me antibiotics. Yeah. They gave me pain medicine. Jesus. And they said, if it didn't heal by itself, they're going to have to close it surgically. Thank God it healed. Wow. Oh, from a little rat prick spider. And very painful. Just a sore to the touch all around that area, I would assume. Oh, extremely. It was on the top of my foot. I had a really hard time walking. Oh, all right. Well, glad you got through See, that. Thank th- you, Paul. That's the reason why I am not going to stand there and look at it and decide whether or not it's that or something else. Sorry. It's you're dead. in my house. You're getting smushed. I by know the what way, you mean. There's a certain similarity to the way a lot of them look. And I don't know if I want to. No, I don't want to. Th- I don't want to interview them. No. We're looking at a picture. It says, how to identify a brown recluse spider. And this guy's got it sitting on the palm of his hand. Yeah. If it bites you and it hurts, it's a brown recluse spider. <laughs> there you go. That's how you identify it. Good luck Ow. the hole in your flesh. Uh, let's go to Tom here. Tom, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are y'all this morning? Great, Tom. What's up, buddy? Oh, we got a crazy story here. All right. And- that Kathy's going to love this one. So, <laughs> Great. So my son loves to collect bugs and all kinds of stuff, like cockroaches, those little, like, roly-poly bugs and so yeah. forth. Ugh. My yeah. wife was sort of okay with that. She's like, yeah, that's good. And he, and he holds them in these bins. So he came home one day. Now, my son's 15. He came home one day. No lie. He ordered two scorpions what online (laughs) black scorpions my wife was you know she went out for the day she went shopping i'm not coming back she came back my son said okay they're in bins they they won't get out what do you think happened that Uh, oh are you kidding yep one scorpion got out and so they they hide during the during the day so you can't find them during the day they'll tuck anywhere under pillows yeah beds wherever the only way to really find them is at night and the only way to find them is if you have an infrared sort of like a black light you know sort of like a you know a light that you could like point and shine so my wife went next door she spent the night somewhere else (laughs) yeah damn right we are hunting for these 
scorpions, and lo and behold, <laughs> they when you hit them at night, they will shine like a bluish, like a green, almost like neon. So my wife was about ready. You know, we found it. We put it back in the bin, and my wife was about ready to put the house over there. <laughs> yep. oh so, so let me ask you: a black scorpion. What? What are the? Uh, what? What's the, the 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 data on these? Are they are they venomous? Or what, what, what's the story? Uh, they are, but uh, they won't kill a human. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure because your wife didn't care. care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't oh, care, I wouldn't care yeah. either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I, I think they, you know, uh, I, I think they kill like, you know, like rabbits and mice and stuff like that. So we still have we still have one. One of them died. So that's so that's good. But just a side story on this. Then I'll let you guys get back to your job here. But the one had babies. Oh, my God. Oh, really? And, oh, dear. and when they have babies, these things are like translucent white yeah. and there was about seventy-five of them, and they stay oh on top of the mo- and they stay on top of the and they stay on top of the mother. Uh-huh. But you got to separate them out. If you don't separate them out quick enough, the mother will start eating her. Own. <laughs> and that's the species we're talking about here, folks. So you wonder why? Wait, when you when, when was the last time you went to a human maternity ward and saw mom chowing down on her kid? All right, thanks, Tom. Talk about talk about horror stories. This is what nightmares are made of. That's great. Thanks, man. And Nick, and Nick, if yeah. you want, I'll send over some photos of the baby. Yes, please. And yeah. The yeah. Neon, and you guys can post it. It is, dude, you won't sleep for days. All right, All right. I want to see it. I'll be sure to show to Kathy, too. By the way, for just a moment while we were talking to Tom, I felt like a little tingle on my leg. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I had to reach down. <laughs> Make sure something was a lot of people don't know that we keep a studio tarantula. <laughs> Oh, my God. Tarantulas freak me out. They're too big. Yeah. They're too big. I was ever and since a Brady Bunch. Mm. Yeah, in case, I don't, I don't know what it is. It looks like fur. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. when you get up to I, the... That's one of those things, Steve, I don't think I could ever do. I can hold a snake. I can yeah. hold a, I can hold a, uh, you know, a python and have you wrap it around my neck and stuff like that. But I don't think that I would allow a tarantula to crawl on me. I just... And I know that it won't do anything to me, but I just don't care. Preston, good rule of thumb. Any bug... Whose hair you can comb oh, <laughs> is too big. This sounds weird. I'm going to go to Dave. Hey, Dave. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Dave? Hey, just real quickly. Um, I had a friend who was moving, and he had a six foot Arizona cactus in a pot in a potted plant. And what happened was it started to sway left and right. My finger, my thumb got pricked from the cactus, okay. and I ended up with six weeks with a paralyzed hand. And ended up, we had to take a sample of the cactus to the doctor's office, and he sent it out to a lab and found out that the base of the cactus had tarantula eggs, and the venom inside of the eggs and around the eggs went up through the roots of the cactus and in through the veins. So So you get pricked by the... Tarantula venom was coursing through the cactus. Once you pricked yourself on the cactus, that venom was discharged into you. Yes. Holy hell. Oh, my Uh, uh. God. F cactus. That's the most <laughs> freak thing I've ever heard. Well, and, yeah. and and your hand was paralyzed for two months. Yeah, almost two months. Yeah, and I had to go through rehab to get the fingers moving again. Oh my God, <laughs> thing. And then I found out when birds fly into these kinds of cactus out in Arizona and stuff that it's not really the pricks that kill the bird; it's the venom inside of the pricks that you know. It's always the venom inside the prick. <laughs> so, so these are. Tarantula cactus that 
guy mean? We need to Do be these aware. things drive? Oh my god! Wow, Dave, I've never heard of that before. That's that's bizarre. All right, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Tarantula cactus. Man, okay. It's like fly, flying tigers. Yeah. I don't quite buy that story. I, I've never heard of anything like that before. I haven't either. That's uh, okay. We'll have to check the validity of what that. What happened you, to him? What's that? It, was, it wasn't a friend story, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, like, I believe his yeah. story. I just, I've never heard of anything like that before. It just seems too bizarre to be true. All right, let's go to somebody who's just terrified by spiders. I'm going to go to Andrea or her ex husband and say, hey, uh, Andrea, good morning. Morning. Hey, what's up, Andrea? Well, first of all, I'm really regretting tuning into this show because uh, it's really creeping me out. Yeah, that's all right. I would, I would have to rehome the child that ordered the scorpion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Enough of that nonsense. I'm going in because my ex-husband is absolutely terrified of spiders to the point where I don't even think anybody like care about spiders. I don't like them, but I had to pretty much get over it and just be able to crush a spider with my bare hand at all times because of his panic. Right. Um, and he called me one day from work freaking out because he was just at work wearing a hoodie or whatever that he had there. And he happened to, like, catch movement out of the corner of his eye. And he looked over. There's a hole in his hoodie sleeve. And just very slowly, two black spiders were crawling out of that hole in his sleeve. Uh, okay. They so- were inside his sleeve with his bare arm. And he didn't know how long there were just spiders in his sweater. So he, he, he had never clothes again. He was he was just mortally terrified, full oh, blown arachnophobia. Full panic, full panic attack, freaked out, took off his sweater, screaming. Coworkers know how bad it was, and like all these men who are always just terrible to each other, heartless <laughs> men, just all working together. Everybody stopped to try and take care of him. Yeah, and he called me in a panic, begging me to find his Xanax and bring him a Xanax. Oh, wow. <laughs> so so uh, Andrea, and what what what? I had to leave and drive the, like, 20 minutes to his job right away and take him Xanax, and he was still shaking and couldn't breathe because just two just large black spiders crawled out of his sleeve like a horror movie. So what would happen when uh, an occasional spider would be found, say, in the bathroom or around the house? He would would call me if I wasn't home, be like, how long until you come home? There's a spider in the plant. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's fear. Walmart one time and I was driving. Thank God I was driving because we parked the car and he just screamed and jumped completely into my lap from the passenger side because a spider propelled down from the ceiling of the car. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's got to be debilitating because you're yeah. going to encounter a spider. Yes, you yep. know just by yep. living. Yep, yep. Wow. No, I... it is. It is debilitating. He's had to like lock up his truck and jump out of his truck in the middle of the street because <laughs> there was a. Tr- Spider in his truck, and he was by himself, and it was like coming towards him. Or... Oh my! God. Wow, that's hilarious. Yeah. All right, thank you, Andrea. Appreciate it. That's so legit fear, man. Yeah. yeah, there's a Twitter account called Reckless or Not, and people can send uh, pictures to help identify whether or not the spider they're taking a picture of is instantaneously they'll get back to you because sometimes you need to know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so here's uh, a follow up on the tarantula cactus thing. Uh, Connor found this uh, posting and said the tarantula might lay eggs on the can- cactus, but not in it. Even if the spider would happen to crawl in a cactus and lay eggs, the plant wouldn't explode when they hatched. They do not nest in plants. Tarantulas normally live in burrows in the ground, and they hatch their eggs there. So this is, I guess, maybe a uh, uh, an urban legend that a um, uh, a cactus can explode. I don't think I was ready to. Yeah, tarantula babies. How are you in tarantula? Babies? I mean, tarantulas aren't that venomous either, right? Like so. 
it would be so diluted by the time that the, it got to the spine. I mean, that was an interesting story. I just yeah. there's something about it that didn't quite add up. I don't know. I'm staying away from those tarantula cactuses. Uh, cacti. Tarantula babies uh, in cacti stories false, according to Snopes. So, uh-huh. all right. Well, anyhow, it sounded pretty interesting. We do need to take a break. I thank you for that, and watch out for the new Joro spider, uh-huh. freshman from Asia, taking over the South. Eastern United States, which means it'll head up to the south oh, or northeastern states. They're planning so. on it, yeah. Uh, we'll see. All right, well, listen, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. Two Ray is going to be performing at Punchline in or on Wednesday night, and we're going to talk to him when we return. Make sure you stay with us. The President Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So it's not often that we're uh, hitting a midweek comedy show, but it's not often that uh, we're getting, you know, uh, they're recording a uh, new comedy album. Yeah, which is always a, a cool thing to be a part of. And he's a great guest. We love having him on. Please welcome Touray to the program. Punchline on Wednesday night. Hey, Touray, how you doing, man? What's good, guys? How you doing, man? We're, how y'all? We're doing great. Dude, it's like 78 degrees here. Normally, it would be like, you know, 45 or something. Uh-huh. So, we're, we're loving life as is, you know? I went to take the trash out last night. I was like, something ain't right. Yeah. Feel good. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> hey, so, I, Steve and I were talking off air uh, about yeah, you. Yeah. And and when did this um, when did this brunch expertise <laughs> thing enter your life? This is part of your, your culture now. The two-ray culture is being... A brunch guy, right? Yes, man. Well, you know, the pandemic all forced us to uh, re as far as live shows and where we were doing them and how we were doing them, forced us all as uh, performers to find different ways. And the brunch came about because it was something that I started at an entertainment venue where we had it kind of outside and, you know, it just really got popular. And now I had to put it into an effect of a schedule. I have to do it. Uh, twice a month now because, you know, people want brunch. I didn't know that this was such a great thing, but I like it because at at 48 years of age, naps are very important to me, and I'm done with my show by 5 o'clock. Yeah. I I hit brunch yesterday. I'm not not a big brunch guy, but two of my kids wanted to to go out and get a bite to eat. I'm like, sure. And I, I think I had possibly the best French toast I've ever had in my life. Brunch is dope. Women been holding out on us, man. Like women, <laughs> women know. Women know. They've been they've been going to brunch for years. But brunch is dope, and I do it with the little comedy. So like, once you're done eating, you get a little giggle, and then I get you up out of there, man. But yeah, brunch is dope. So we went to we went to Founding Farmers in oh, King of yeah. Prussia. And that's yeah, uh, yeah. Th- that beer. French toast with bananas foster <laughs> yeah. on yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, right. Uh, what it's it's amazing. Uh, uh, <laughs> hello, right? Is it? It's the only stuff you can get at brunch, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're it's right. It tastes right at six in the morning. It's got to be brunch. Yeah, but, but Turi, you're right. It, it, the 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 it used to be ah, uh, guys would get dragged to brunch, yes. and then you start to realize, man, oh. if you don't just if you don't have dinner the night before, <laughs> and, and, and create a calorie allotment, it, it's absolutely because you're right. There there are things you will only find on a brunch <laughs> menu. Yeah, I was listening. Now, you know, I love you guys and I love that we can always talk and, and just be friends. But, you know, there are some racial differences. I was at a brunch where they had fresh watermelon juice. Well, I tell you, I almost knocked that table off. I almost knocked the table off. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. They they squeezing the watermelon right here. I got, I got the 
<laughs> I mean, that's just it. And you know, there's the the, um, the sweet and the savory. And, uh, yes. you know, when, when you find one. So we're looking at a menu. I believe it is a menu from your um, from one of your brunch shows. Yes. And yes. Uh, it makes specific mention of grits served the right the way. The right way. Okay, what's the, the right way? Because I love, I love grits. But um, well, here's the thing, Casey. I don't know. I don't eat grits. <laughs> no. Oh my God. But then, from what everyone tells me, Kate, they are so good. Everybody, oh yeah. Everybody loves the grits, but I, I just assume they've done the right way. I don't know. I, <laughs> I wrote the menu, so I'm just, I'm descriptive. And I'm just going on what people tell me. All right, all right. Grits. So most, I grew up on yeah, grits. I okay. can tell you about grits if you need to. Yeah. Know. Well, no, no, I've had them, and uh, but I just don't know. Which I'm a home one. fries guy, and I haven't oh, had yeah. a bad grit yet. Um, mm. But I just mm. most recently had grits at First Watch, and those mm. were different grits than I had ever had before. I have had grits. <laughs> that, yeah. different. Well, he just brought up something that's also another point of contention about for, for brunch. When you when you you see home fries on the menu, mm-hmm. but you're yeah. getting hash browns. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's, that's a, that's a huge violation. No, What's it's the, the other way around. Right. Yeah. You're right. Two I raised. want home fries. Yeah, I you... want the potatoes mixed with the onion and the peppers. I want home fries. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And a lot yeah. of times they'll just phone it in. <laughs> and give you the he's, shredded potatoes, are, yeah. which are, which are, are, are hash browns. These are serious issues. Yeah. Yeah. our friend Chuck, it's not the same effing thing. <laughs> it's not. It's but not. Chuck is a hash browns guy, and he'll order hash browns, and he'll get home fries, and he gets so mad yep. because it's it's not the same effing <laughs> thing. It's the same thing. It's so, the same thing. Now, you, you know, you found a thing, though, that you could... And that could be part of your, your your deal. You've added it to your schedule. Yes. Let me ask you. You, you still look like you're in good shape, but you're socking away all this brunch food. <laughs> is, it, is it taking its toll on you? Planet Fitness, man. Planet Fitness. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just got back right before the interview. I went out, did my hour on the treadmill. I just try to keep it. I try to keep everything in moderation. So, yeah, I mean, I, I do pick out at the brunch but you know what my biggest problem is on the road, man. I yeah. am so bad on the road I, because I'll be like, literally, we were in uh, Birmingham, Alabama a couple weeks ago and our hotel was next to Papa Do's. So it was like, come <laughs> on, like every day, we're every day, like every day for lunch, Papa Do's. Right? Right. It, it's crazy on the road. So well, when let, I come home, I can eat a little better because I, my foods are more controlled. Let me ask you, so I was hearing Bill Bird talk about this dynamic about, um, he says, like, when you when you first start out as a comedian, um, you will never eat before a show for, like, the first three or four years. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and 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 yeah. so I find, like, we go to appearances. Now we're getting back to doing this stuff and things are opening up again. Is that yes. I, I would never eat before. And you get into that thing where you're eating after. So you're eating dinner yes. at, like, 11 o'clock at night or 1030. Yes. That's, that's a big pitfall, that, correct? Right. And it sits on you. And a lot of us on the road, we don't get good foods. You know, I tell comedians, I'm like, yo, when you're on the road, man, there's nothing wrong with stopping. I know it might seem crazy, but stop at the gas station and grab a banana and, and an orange as opposed to that hamburger at 1130 is not the same thing. And, <laughs> you know, like, don't get me wrong. When you're young, it's different. When you get a little older, I'm telling you, man, you have to eat different. You have to prepare for this this grind. Yep. So, yeah, I, I totally grab a salad. Do you, do you have a show ritual or anything like that that you make sure you do before you perform or, you know, like either eating a meal or, or you know, is there anything in particular, any steps that you follow? No, the day of, look, I'm at the point where I'm, I'm, I'm so uh, 
<laughs> comedy is all I got. And I'm so grateful <laughs> for my career. Like, on a day I got a show, I don't even come out the house because I don't want to risk it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you might mess around, sprain your ankle. Nah, I'll be, <laughs> I know I'll be sit still most of the day. <laughs> you got you, you got to do the deal. I just stay in right. still. Don't, don't move. move. Let me ask you the selection of doing the the uh, the album here is because you're you're this is your hometown, right? You, you yeah. do now blessing or a curse when your buddies from the neighborhood come out to see you. Uh, do you like that or is that can that be problematic? No, for me, uh, it's a blessing. Um, so Philadelphia supported me my whole career, so. I mean, they've seen it. They've seen, like, if you come to the brunch or some of the other shows I'm doing, you'll see me working on jokes while I'm hosting. So then when you see me somewhere on the weekend or doing my set, it's like, oh, that's where the show came from. So I appreciate that Philly lets me grow in front of them. So, no, it's no pressure. And most of the guys I came up with haven't seen me in a while or they haven't seen me and, you know, since I started or, you know, like that. So it's always great to entertain them and, and show and prove it. That's cool. People, you know, you know, being from Philly, is, hey, man, I heard you funny. Yeah. <laughs> Come see you. <laughs> I'm, yeah, they're not going to buy into it until they get right, the yeah, actual proof. I got to prove it. Yeah. No, I don't mind. You I do, don't mind. You do one of the definitive bits, become one of your classic bits about, um, I'll paraphrase, uh, how uh, the, the, the D and how it is when yes. you're 16 and how it is when yes. you're older. And yes. uh, it, it resonates as true. And the audience just always goes nuts when you do that. Yes. Uh, but that it's, it speaks to your things that, things that you know, start to inevitably yes. change, you know. Yeah, with, I mean, it's, it's going to the point where that's one of my greatest jokes. I appreciate that bit. It's basically, you know, it's just different. It's not, you know, it's not on demand as it used to be once you get a little older. I said, but also... We got to understand as we get a little older that theirs works the same way as it was when they were younger because <laughs> women don't have that problem. <laughs> and I've even been able to move that joke into why I got out, you know, because I'm fully vaccinated because yeah. we had to get vaccinated. Oh, please don't tell the cats around the way. Don't tell them I'm vaccinated. <laughs> See what I mean? I still won't be able to hang out with them on the corner. You know? <laughs> they, they be on the corner with their conspiracy theory. I still want to hang out. You know? But anyway. <laughs> I got Pfizer, and people are, you know, and I say, man, you know, don't don't ask me why I got Pfizer because I like their sales pitch, and, you know, the crowd's face changing. I'm like, not that they had one, but, I mean, if they did, it would be like, hey, we did good with the D, right? Right. right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I was like, if Pfizer did do good with the D, they brought the D oh, back. Yeah. They, they did. So, yeah, man. It's sure. All just about, it's good enough for that. It's good enough for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, that's what the special is going to be. The, the special, the album recording is going to be about um, just the, the progress, some of the things I've gone through during the pandemic and just the difference in how we look at things a little more maturely now than we did when we were young whippersnapper. I think it's funny because uh, ultimately you have a, um, uh, you know, you have this perspective and then I, I wonder if you end up with a, um, with too much material, you know, because cause you've had this time to, and how you mm. whittle it down to what's going to be that mm. that hour. Good question. Appreciate that. Uh, well, all right. I don't know if you guys know, Kevin Hart's a great friend of mine and he was in the city doing promo for True Story, the Netflix thing. Yeah. And he stopped by the punchline, and he, you know, he was on stage being gracious. And I took my opportunity to say, "Since you're being gracious, why don't you throw me a special?" <laughs> he was like, "You know what?" <laughs> and he said, "He said he promised. He said I will give you a special." So to answer your question, 
this material is going to be a lot of the material that I wanted to do because I was slated to record this album in November before the pandemic hit. So once the, you know, November of that March when the pandemic shut everything down, of course, we didn't do it. So it's going to be the material that I wanted to do, plus a little bit of the panda, the, the, the pandemic material that we all have. So yeah. that'll be that. And then I'll be able to put that in the can, so to speak, and focus on what I'm going to do on the special for Kevin Hart. So, yeah, it's it's great to have material to be able to be selective and put it out. Nice. And I saw Philly Comedy Week. Uh, is Am I yeah. correct? That's, that's coming up at the end of this month, right? Yeah, man. Hey, man, I'm just trying to stay gamefully employed. I don't want to go back to last March. I found out I was, I found out last March I was non-essential as whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 no. It's a slap like in the face. March, the two marches ago, it was like, what? What do you mean? Everything's canceled? And it was, it was gradual at first. Like, at first when things started getting canceled, you were getting phone calls and emails like, hey, we're going to cancel that. After about the first two weeks, people was like, you know what it is, man. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So... I went into panic mode and I did, I just really in my head was like, I'm going to come out of this and put my, you know, nose to the grindstone and do a lot Good. and just do as much as I can. So Philly Comedy Week was something I wanted to do. And it's a, I want to do, I want to really have a Philly Comedy Festival, like New York has a New York Comedy Festival and all these other places. Have so I think this is like a first step. So I've gotten together with some of the other promoters in the city. Uh, Cricket Comedy is with me. Um, uh, Comedy Explosion is with me. Punchline Philly is with me. And we're just going to do seven days, seven plus venues, seven plus shows, different shows, different comedy, showcasing some of the best that Philly has to offer at uh, all these different spaces. Let so, me yeah. tell you something. I've I've, I've emceed, a, uh, not emceed, but judged a number of comedy competitions. The, they are there are a ton of very yeah. funny people yeah. in this city that are yeah. just yeah. waiting for them. Obviously, we've had a little bit of delay over the past two years, but they're yeah. right on the precipice. They're go- a lot of people in this city are going to break big. Yes, there's some funny stuff out there. Yes, man, and I believe in Philly comedy. I believe in the the, the comedy industry here. We we have a lot to offer, say, and and produce. So I'm 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 hoping to help with uh, kickstarted with Philly comedy. Let me ask you a quick question: With all the tie-ins you could do, and also if you're looking for a secondary thing, why not talk to Kevin? Perhaps maybe he can put up the money. Ture uh, <laughs> brunch restaurants, mm. right? I, I mean, I mean, I mean, you got it going already. I got the brunch popping, man. Listen, I know. I'm telling you, I know the brunch is popping because he said that. He's like, I see you got the brunch popping. <laughs> he <laughs> so, noticed. So here's the problem with that. When he sees it, it's like, now, is he going to call me to fact you out? Is he going to call me to do this idea or is he just going to do it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, I would love to have this uh, to be a nationwide thing, as, as as I do with anything I'm doing with soul comedy. But the brunches, uh, the brunches, I'm getting phone calls from all over the country. People talking about how, how we do that there, and I'm like, Yo, can y'all make French toast? And can you make grits? Like this is gonna be important. You can't make the grits. You can't go. You, you need to contact. We're friends with Mark Summers. Mark Summers does a lot of food shows. Yeah. You know, we get get your own. Yeah, there yeah. you go. You got the personality. They're the whole thing. You could be the, the, the uh, cottage industry for you. Yep. This is this is why we're doing this seat thing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh-uh. All right, well, it's Wednesday night, 8 o'clock is the special show. You can get tickets at punchlinephilly.com, and Toure is going to be doing a uh, comedy album, so it should be a great yeah. time. And, yeah. you know, Philly Philly loves you, and it should be a great Thank night, you. man. Yeah, Thank th- you, man. Thank you, guys, always. I appreciate you always for having me on. Thank you. Continue success to you guys, too. You bet. Same to you. Thanks, Toure, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, Wednesday at, uh, at Punchline. Question for you. <clears throat> yes. It's a grits question, so. Okay, yes. Uh, I apologize if I offend you. 
Cheesy grits or no cheesy grits? Cheesy grits, yeah. Okay. I mean, listen, I like them uh, just plain with uh, with some butter, salt, and pepper, and that's fine. And yeah. that's you know. But if you want to, if you want to give it some love, you you throw some cheese in there. And, and this may sound like you know um, sacrilege, but believe it or not, a little bit of Velveeta cheese, yeah, and some cheddar cheese, and you put some garlic in there. Boom! You got a home run. You got to make, make sure you throw some garlic in there. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean they're incredibly easy. What is it? very very easy? It's a box. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You can Comes get the box. Yeah, it you can get corn, right? Yeah, it's okay. that's it's made from uh, hominy, which is a, a kind of corn, and uh, so yeah, it's like a it's a corn product, and and um, yeah, you just gotta you gotta boil water, and you slowly sift it in as it's boiling. You don't want to jump dump it in in one. Okay, it can get all clumpy. You know, it's, if you do it's it always that put way. me in mind of. Um, and we used to have them, grits, you know, fairly often. You ever have farina? Oh yeah, mm. I used to have that it, as a that, kid. That same, I, I never did have farina. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. to me, it's the, it's the okay. breakfast version of grits. I've okay. only had no, grits, grits in, you can have for breakfast. Yeah, uh, three Cur- different places. Uh, Cracker Barrel was the we, it, that took my uh, my grits, grits virginity. Mm-hmm. Uh, then our secret breakfast spot down the shore. Uh, they yes. have good grits, and then the last one was the first one. That was damn good there. But man, I t- d- not sit here and, and talk about food the whole time. But that that French toast What's that I had. <laughs> It's called uh, Founding Farmers, and uh, we were going there. We were just gonna so you can you can sit down and have uh, you know order a la carte, or they had the um, uh, the buffet. And I wasn't in the mood to do the buffet, but it was the one that we could get a table for right, right. away. I'm like, all right, yeah, we'll do. So we'll you do did the, that. We'll do the brunch buffet thing. And I've been listen. I've been good past couple weeks watching what I've been eating. I'm trying to you know summer's coming. Yeah, you want to look good for your tankini. I want, I want my tankini to fit great. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to be sensible. I'm going to have a nice caloric lunch Not today. When you go there, and then and it's all there. <laughs> it's all just you know. What about the like the fresh it's, made? It, don't, the it fresh, calls you the fresh made donuts. I didn't have those. I saw them. I don't They're even like, like donuts. They're no, freshly made donuts. I don't like donuts. Those I was like, I would eat those. And so. We're sitting there eating, and I, and I, I had first I had like a, a savory part of the meal, which actually was good. I had some salmon and, and tomato and stuff like that. Bananas, Foster fresh toast. And then yes. I'm like, all right, I'm going to have a piece of the French toast. So I got, I got <laughs> two pieces of French toast. I ate them, and I'm like, man, I'm going to have two more. I'm like, I'm I'm going to go back and I'm going to get one more. But and you that's did. it. Mm-hmm. So no, no, I did. Okay, I all did. Right. And then Caroline's eating her like third plate. And she's got some left, and she goes, you know, yeah, Car- she goes, Carter, you want the rest of mine? I'm like, I'll try it real I'll try it for him. So, Kathy, you like my, Mr. Creosote. Kathy, my, <laughs> my sister Why makes my uh, French toast casserole. Would you no, do that? No, sounds disgusting. <laughs> I bet it's like a bread pudding. That's all it is. Yeah, it's, oh, no. yeah, it's no. got she the word casserole it in it. Casserole. But my no. wife, Claire, made this thing that was like blueberry. It was uh, it was basically French toast in, a, in, a, in like a like a cake pan. Mm-hmm. Blueberry, and I was like, I mean, I, I like, I, I grabbed her by her shoulders, and you need to understand me. You can never make this again. Yeah, yeah. Never make this oh again. So this French toast wasn't like you know a piece of sliced bread that they that they dipped in you know uh, yeah. eggs and 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 all that and, and fried. I mean, it's like they're like. Um, Rectangular cubes, if that makes any sense at all. Cubes, yeah. The best food is in cubes. I... It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, because they're they've got a they've got a crust all the way around. That's it. Yeah. You have yeah. services yeah. to get crusty. It's just fantastic. I mean, it's probably it's controversial to say, but French toast might be the. It's better than Jesus. And no, oh. <laughs> that, thought, would that would be that controversial. Would be, no, I was yeah, going to yeah. say it might be the best breakfast. Sweet breakfast sweet treat. Breakfast treat. Mm. It, it, it might be better than waffles. And okay. Than pancakes. I think so. You know, I because I think you can do. I think you can. 
add a little bit more unique flavor to French toast than you can to pancake batter, that mm-hmm. is. I don't know. It's just me. It doesn't matter, man. It's all good. It's all good. And all that and stuff is great. And here we are hungry again. All that stuff is great. How about crepes, though, if you had a chance, uh, if, if crepes are available? Are you going to shoot? It all depends on what is available. Yeah. I'm going to shoot. <laughs> if there is French toast, if there are pancakes... And if there are crepes that are available, or do you guys ever have blintzes? You ever had yes. those before? Yes, I love yeah. blintzes. Or blintzes. Yes. You default to a what sweet crepe or a savory crepe. Sweet. sweet. Okay, Same. Nick, let yep. me tell you something here. There was a place, and I think it was called Crepe. It was uh, on Main Street in Maniunk. I think there's one or two others in the city. Um, uh, I, I defaulted to the sweet. Mm-hmm. But when you did the savory, really good. There's a place in Harleysville, and they actually have a, um, uh, a Cuban uh, Cuban. Uh, a Cuban crepe, like a Cuban style sandwich. Yeah, like a Cuban style sandwich. Okay. All, all uh-huh. this in, and it's pretty damn I'll try good. That. So I will do the savory, but sweet is kind of like, yeah, that's what I'm going for. Uh. But I think I would, I think I would probably, if I, if those three, if those three or four things were available, I think I would go crepe. You ever have a breakfast sandwich made with uh, French toast uh, as the bread? Not a breakfast sandwich, but I've had a Monte Cristo sandwich. Before. Okay, that's essentially which what I guess is. you yeah. could. It's yeah. at that place called Morbid Obesity, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <my> favorite spot. <laughs> Mo's, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mo's. Welcome to Mo's. Welcome to Mo's. Welcome to Mo's. <laughs> is that Mo's? No, no, no. It stands for Morbid Obesity. Obesity. <laughs> we can flatbed um, you out of the restaurant when you're done. Yeah, brunch. The thing about going to brunch is you're guaranteed to find a crowd. You know what I mean? Yes. It's it's almost always guaranteed to be a wait. You'll see tons of people, family sitting, you waiting can get to be seated. The non restaurant goer to go to brunch. You can so and it's always right, right. And and it is always a, fa- a familial thing. Mm-hmm. So and and that's why you'll you know you'll get the places packed up. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question: okay, uh, Regular French toast or Texas toast? French toast. If I'm making it home, mm-hmm. uh, Texas French toast, but. Somebody, I was at the the store looking for that, and they didn't have any. And the guy made a great suggestion. Guy in the bread department, he's like, "Go get some challah bread. Challah. Make it out of that." That's what I um, made my French toast. Challah, 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 challah. <laughs> that sucked out of that. Oh, really? Yeah. Remember, I made the uh, yeah, French but toast it's you. Sucked? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, no. So. I I agree. I think okay, it, it, right. it would have been yeah. delicious. Had Kathy, why did you put it? field mice in this? <laughs> What's well, a common denominator? It's Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Would uh, you make it with like sourdough? We had. We had artisano bread brought to us at Camp Out by Bimbo this yeah. year, and oh. they, they brought some type of, like, a little bit sweeter bread. I'm, I'm trying to, I can't, I'm blanking on the uh, the brand, but I used, or I didn't use, my girlfriend used that for French toast. It was the best French toast I've ever had. That, that Bimbo, that artisano, right? It's artisano, yeah. It, it, that is so good. There are different subcategories, I believe, Steve, under the artisano yeah. header or whatever, but it, yeah, it's it's phenomenal, and it's really good for French toast. I think we could do, literally, I'm looking at the text messages coming in. We could do a French toast tour. Okay, let's do that right right now. Yeah, right? Let's go right now. Uh, There are a lot of people texting in their favorite places uh, for French toast. Should we have, okay, a battle of the French toast? Here's one. uh, It says, uh, one amazing French toast, you have to try Tank and Libby's. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's um, Drexel Hill. Okay. Tank and Libby's? Yeah. Um, Our friend Meredith loves to go there. Uh, Azeal on Main and Villanova has a great Sunday brunch. They do? 
I guess is what this says here. Or a a z i e Ozzy. Yeah, they've. Uh, it's a really great restaurant. It's mostly um, Japanese, so a lot of sushi. But I didn't know that they oh. had a brunch. Oh yeah, they we. So I I went to their brunch years ago. We used to go all the time, and because I'm not a sushi eater, but their brunch, Nick, like for me, was so good. And all right. they, yeah, and they also serve the sushi. So if you're into so, that, so the, but the the brunch is not a sushi brunch. No, it's not. It's like... not but you can get it while okay. you're there. No, it's a regular tuna brunch. roll French bread or <laughs> yeah. French toast. Yeah. Nick, was it a brioche? Was it the artisano brioche? Oh, yeah, Case. Uh, Yes. Yes, it was. And it's uh, great for French toast. Yep. Somebody said, I enjoy a nice Portuguese breakfast. Dom's in Doylestown. I don't know what a Portuguese breakfast would be. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Portuguese stuffed, toast. Stuffed French toast in at uh, Anna Marie's in Rofo. There's a place. Oh, I've heard about Anna Marie's. I've never been there. A uh, place in West Reading called Taste of Crepes. You know what those, those, Yeah. Uh, all kinds uh, well, of things to, to explore that, here. The Mashalu has a, a, like, that's one of my favorite brunches as well. Yeah? Yes. Are they, do they have great S- French toast? Spectacular. Okay. Mm. And it's a, and it's nautical. Uh, maybe a French toast tour. We'll have okay. to look in that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how's your pizza tour going, by the way? Good. Okay, so I went to. Um, I ended up going to Sam's Boardwalk style pizza on Friday. That's what um, I put it up for a vote, and uh, that's what the people voted for. The and people have spoken. The people have spoken. <laughs> I sent you guys a picture. Uh, I saw it. it was ma- all of this, this conversation, well, no, your yeah. pictures. Yeah, they're making me ravenous, and I'm it's I'm fighting, but I, and I'm winning, but it's it's too much. Oh, it that was, does uh, look good, Keith. It was really, really good. So I got one, I got two regular cheese pizzas, one regular and one well done. I, I do like a well done pie because I like it crispy. I agree. It didn't have to be well done because the the it was crispy regardless. Steve, what you probably didn't know because I sent you guys a picture is uh, so I go to the Haverford Y and it's about two miles away from uh, the Sam's Boardwalk style pizza. It's fun to play there, right? Yeah. And I went there right after going to the gym and I drove from the gym all the way to Sam's with my trunk open and my car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that happens. Dude, so listen. I'm I going... don't know how you're not hearing the residual sound of the street behind you. Well, okay. So again, the the main culprit here is I had my headphones in. I don't normally drive with my headphones on, with my earbuds in, but when I got to my car, whatever song I was listening to, I really enjoyed it. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to continue because it's only a mile away. I didn't realize that my trunk was open until I started parallel parking, and I was using the camera. So it's not just your trunk, it's the hatch. It's the hatch. Yeah. It is so a station wagon. It's going into the car. Yeah. Yes. So, so the back of the car is wide open. I, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the... the camera and when i put the car into reverse i'm like why why do i see saturn why do i see saturn i'm looking at the sky and it didn't even register then and then i look in my rearview mirror i'm like oh god damn it uh casey in this instagram post you have three pizzas in the top right of the three there's a swirl applied to said pizza what is that swirl it's just the um the sauce okay there's a swirl in the other one as well it's just because it's well done i can't it does the swirl is not as pronounced but it was damn good. Um, Yankee yeah. pizza. By the way, I, I want to point out that I may have been Pierre Robert in one of these texts because uh, a, a text that was sent because Portuguese breakfast is apparently from Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo oh, 2. the classic. 2, the classic. I think you can be forgiven. Oh, Preston. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you didn't yeah. catch a reference from Meatball 6? Yeah, right. Preston. There, there, were, there were tens of thousands of people just <laughs> laughing at you right there. No one knew. Uh, no, do too. The Deuce. Yeah. It's a classic. Uh, all right, well, it's hey, in Revenge of the Nerds 11. And uh, by the way, like, this is what I, when, when people want to comment on what, what I ordered, it's what I ordered. 
if you don't like uh, broccoli pizza, that's fine. That's what my wife likes. So I got her broccoli pizza. You know, people are like, oh, um, what do they say? Um, Commie. Well, first of all, no, I should have gotten spinach. I'm like, why? I hate spinach. Why would I get spinach on my pie? I'm like, this is this is this is, this is what I'm going to do on Fridays. I'm going to get my pizza the way I want it, and then you get your pizza the way you want it. Sound I, good? I think that makes sense. Yeah, that and to most people, that makes sense. You know, you can turn those comments off if you want to. Why would I do that? I, he I, wants to read the read comments. Read I, no, yeah. I engage with the listeners. I oh, engage you're with. Yeah. I'm engaging with. I them. like the people yeah. who then, tell me what to order. Yeah, be prepared for people to tell you what to order. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, anyhow, so when when will you put up your next uh, potential? Well, vote? I got to figure out what my four finalists are going to be on. Thursday. Uh, so at some point on Thursday, I'll put up another poll. So okay. that way I know exactly what I'm doing uh, by the time the show's over on Friday. It's a Friday ritual for you. And this is just through Lent you're doing Just this? through Lent. Okay. Yep. All right. Cool. Well, keep us keep us uh, abreast, abreast that we'll do of that. the situation, sir. Let's take a break and come back to the Bizarre File. We almost did like a weird connoisseur uh, it was kind organic. Of segment there. It yeah. was beautiful. We'll come back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Some good stories are on the way next. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's artist is Judah Kim. Judah Kim, your Local Shots Artist of the Month. Check him out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, Local Shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre all right, it is brought to you by Monster Mania. You can meet the biggest names in horror at Monster Mania Com 49 this weekend at Cherry Hill Hotel uh, with Ernie Hudson, Michael C. Hall, and more. Monstermania.net. They're always great. Yep. When Abby Vollett went to the hospital with stomach pain, she had no idea she'd return home with a baby. The 21-year-old, who was a full-time student at the time, was rushed to the hospital in Missouri with severe abdominal cramps. Uh, but she was in shock when doctors told her that she was 35 weeks pregnant, fully dilated. Oh, my God. Uh, medics had to perform an emergency C-section on Abby, and within 20 minutes, her baby daughter had arrived. Abby said, the pain started off with slight stomach cramps. They continued to get worse over the day to the point where I couldn't move. So my mom, Cindy, took me to the hospital. I had an ultrasound. The doctors told me I was pregnant. And fully dilated. And I remember telling the doctor that it wasn't true. I was in total shock. At first, they estimated I was around 20 weeks. But after the C-section, they said it was actually between 35 and 37 weeks. Wouldn't there be all sorts of medical anomalies you'd start to notice? But the anomaly is, is sometimes it doesn't happen oh to people. God. So at the at first, I felt so embarrassed that I was going to be young and a single mom. I even refused to see my baby for the first few days. And when Abby told family and friends about her new arrival... They initially thought that she was joking because she had given birth so close to April Fool's Day. But doctors now think that uh, baby Kalani, that's the baby's name, must have grown behind Abby's ribs because the young mother had no bump and never felt any kicks during the pregnancy. That is astonishing because we're looking at a picture of her. She actually seems kind of slight. Not the the baby, obviously, but the the mom. Yeah, you think maybe somebody who's more overweight might, you know, it might not Not show as much. So. 
Uh, she said, I wasn't even, I was even getting my period the whole time, and I comfortably fit into all of my size medium clothes the whole way through. Uh, but despite the initial shock, Abby now wouldn't change a thing. She said, before having my daughter, daughter, I honestly never wanted to have children and didn't plan for it to happen in my life. But now that she's here, I absolutely love her. So there you go. Fierce. This is like when I had that parasitic twin in my stomach that was telepathic and answered to Quato. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it was. They made a documentary about yes, that. Yes, it was called recall. Total Recall. Yeah. <laughs> A Venice man was arrested, is Venice, Florida, arrested for ramming his pickup truck into a home while cursing at the homeowner. So police responded to the home and found Anthony, this is great stuff in the story, okay, so Anthony Antares was sitting in the bed of his Chevy truck blasting the song Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. (laughs) His truck had heavily damaged as well as uh, both the home's garage doors and the window next to the home's front door uh, was caved in. Uh, uh, Antonaris has uh, told officers that his, quote, foot slipped, causing him to crash his truck into the house three times. Three times? That's a hell of a foot slip. A woman who was inside the home alone said that she heard a loud bang and saw Antares driving his truck into the house on purpose. A woman called 911. And told the dispatcher she heard Antares screaming, F you, while he drove into the house. He and the woman apparently know each other. Oh, probably uh, not on good terms. Uh, the damage of the house appeared to be well over $50,000. Uh, Antonoris told officers that the homeowner was not a good person and that the incident was, quote, a message. Uh, he was arrested and is facing felony charges of criminal mischief and shooting into uh, or throwing deadly missiles into dwellings. Do you think they'll depose Miley Cyrus in this whole yeah, thing? she's a yeah. part of it, yeah. so she's got to be involved somehow or another. All right, here's a follow-up story for uh, one that I had last week, guys. A fed-up state legislature from Harlem is, or legislator, I'm sorry, from Harlem is proposing a law that would make throwing or smearing a victim with feces or other bodily fluids a felony crime after a sicko allegedly smeared his own crap on a woman on a Bronx subway platform. Why did I think it probably or or should have already been that? Me too. Yeah. Assemblywoman Inez Dickens said, that really set me off. That's awful. It's disgusting. Something has to change. We can't have criminals on the subway hitting innocent people in the face with feces or throwing urine at them. And we can't have our constituents afraid to ride the subway, the bus, or walk the street. It's the Doodoo Feces Act. Uh, Frank Arbakawa was released without bail despite having a long rap sheet. And under the loosened no-cash bail law, the court did not have the authority to detain him. Dickens said that there have been similar incidents. She noted that another sicko threw a cup of urine at a transgender person in the subway in her Harlem district. The current misdemeanor aggravated harassment law does not specifically mention the crime of hurling or smearing a bodily uh, a victim with bodily fluids. So the legislation would put specific language in the penal law, smearing or throwing bodily fluids at someone, and raise the penalty to a Class E felony punishable up to four years imprisonment. The footage of that woman having it smeared on her oh. face is just disgusting. The draft uh, of the bill states that a person would be charged with a Class E felony if he throws, tosses, spits, wipes, expels, or transfers onto another individual without such person's consent, human or animal bodily fluids, and or solids such as, but not limited to, urine, blood, saliva, phlegm, feces, and any other substance defined as a bodily fluid. Is snot in there? Uh, Is that a technicality? It says um, phlegm. Urine, blood, saliva, phlegm. I gotta believe that's gotta be in okay, there somewhere. Good. So, a good yeah. lawyer will get 
get you the uh, the snot charge. All right, I think I may have mentioned this story a long time ago, but a lavender spray marketed for refreshing your home, later recalled due to bacteria, is now being blamed for two deaths. The lavender and chamomile scent of Better Homes and Gardens essential oil-infused aromatherapy room spray with gemstones was found to have the bacteria Burkholderia pseudomale in it. I'd probably like that lavender smell. And was recalled by Walmart and the Consumer Product Safety Commission in October of last year. So the bacteria is not mentioned on the label? No, I don't think it's supposed to be in there. So the New England Journal of Medicine identified four cases of of these infections uh, from using the spray. One of the people killed from the bacteria infection was a five-year-old boy in Georgia who died four days after being taken to the hospital in July. Determining what caused the deadly infection in the child and other patients was difficult, as none had left the country until the CDC was able to collect samples of household products from each of the homes. Anyone who still has this product should stop using it, place it in two resealable bags, and then return it to Walmart as soon as possible. Where you receive a gift card in exchange for that, by Thank the way. Thank you. Yeah, for your deadly <laughs> spray that's in your yeah, house. Yeah, my uncle died. Well, here's a gift card. All right, and there you go. That's the last item that I have in the Bizarre File for you. Let's take a break. When we get back, our lesson question. We'll see how closely you've been listening to the program. Give away a prize, and we'll get to the trash and music news, too. Stay put. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an Internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I really hope that you had your window down and you were screaming, hey, baby, along with that. There's nothing like a great sing-along chorus of a song when you were driving down the road and you got your windows down and you're really taking it in. So I hope that uh, that was your moment. Right that was there. me yesterday with We've Got Tonight. Oh, who needs tomorrow? Yeah. Were you having a party or something? I was having a big day. Yeah, I, mm. I get it. Uh, so, <laughs> really get things going. You, you can do it with any song. You can do it with any Seager, song. Man. Anything yeah. that moves you, man. Right. There yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Crank your hands. Yeah. I know you will. Right. You guys with me? I know you play. I'd love to have seen that. <laughs> Don't include me. Nick thought it would crank up the frat party. <laughs> it didn't. Still here but it didn't do it, no. did it? No. Which is still... I uh, know, oh, it's shocking. so confusing. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away a pair of tickets to see Joe DeRosa this Friday night at Punchline in Philadelphia. And the question... Uh, let's go with this. What restaurant is also known by the the initials M.O.? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. We mentioned it actually not that long ago at all, like a half hour ago. What restaurant is also known by its initials M.O.? And if you heard that just a little while ago and you know the answer, you should call now. 215-263-WMMR because we'll do the trash while we wait. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. 
with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And this morning, it is sponsored by Monster Mania. You can meet the biggest names in horror at Monster Mania Con 49. It's this weekend at Cherry Hill Hotel with Ernie Hudson, Michael C. Hall, and more. Monstermania.net. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Drake lost $275,000 betting on the Mazdaville Covington UFC fight Saturday night. Drake took it all in stride, saying it's only money, which drew a nod from his limo driver who sleeps in a tool shed. <laughs> oh, my God. Matthew McConaughey's endorsement of a product called Regenex Hair Restoration Treatment Conditioner has saved the company from going out of business. McConaughey claims Regenex brought him back from a receding hairline because each treatment comes with him getting a hair transplant. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, Kanye West's girlfriend, Chaney Jones, wants people to know she's more than a Kim Kardashian lookalike. When old Jones could come up with his being able to belch the alphabet, she gave up and, real- and admitted she is just a Kim Kardashian lookalike. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. Yep, we'll go for an answer now. And we want to know uh, what restaurant is also known by the initials M.O. And uh, <laughs> 215-263-WMMR is the number. Uh, we'll go to John. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank you, man. All right. What restaurant is known by its initials M.O.? Morbidly obese. Obesity. Yeah, yeah. we'll get that. We'll, 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 call, we'll call that a win. Hang on a second, John. Got it. And we are going to give you a pair of tickets to see Joe DeRosa this Friday night at Punchline Philly. And tickets are on sale now uh, for five shows with Joe DeRosa. Thursday through Saturday, punchlinephilly.com for tickets and information. We'll get to music news now. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Kong Kong. What were we saying about Kong Kong last week? Was that off air? It was a song we were inserting it into. Man, um, I don't remember. Was it a Chili Pepper song? I don't remember. I had a long time. Or, or was it... Or was it uh, was it Tainted Love? Gong, gong. I don't remember. Gong, gong. No, it was, it was Wham. Jitterbug. Gong, gong. Wasn't it? I don't know. I'm, I'm liking Damn all these it. options, yeah. though. All right, anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> you put the gong, gong into my brain. All right. Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne are reportedly moving back to the U.K. due to the high taxes in California. As according to the U.K. mayor, the two are returning to their home, uh, which is called Welder's House in Buckinghamshire. I assume it's a large place, right? I would guess they so. They probably have a trampoline. And I would think that they've, I think they've held on to it. It's not like they're buying a new place. I right. Think they've had two homes. So Ozzy said, we are leaving L.A. We are a bit sad, but the tax is getting too much. I am sad because I really, really like staying and living there. And he said, if they do the taxes better, then I may come back. I do not know. I am taking my recording studio with me. And Where's I'm going the bathroom? To, I'm going to build a barn over there and uh, make my own studio at Welder's. I will still be making music and my band will come over. That's the current all. L.A. home is palatial, as you'd well imagine. Yes, so uh, I don't know anything other than that. Slipknot's. Corey Taylor has been sporting a new mask, which he debuted for fans during the band's performance at the Rocklahoma Festival in Oklahoma back in September. Taylor recently took part in a fan-oriented horror convention called Days of the Dead in Atlanta, where he said that the new mask was actually created by a young Slipknot fan, who he said nailed it from the very beginning. Uh, 
Apparently, Taylor said, my new mask is pretty rad. I sat down and tried to figure it out. I worked with a guy named Connor Dellis. He's a young kid. He's actually a fan. And I can remember laying out the traits that I wanted to see and a lot of the stuff that inspired him. And when he sent me the preliminary sculpt, uh, he didn't even sketch it out. He sent me a tiny sculpt of it. And it was so killer that I was like, yep, that's it. I mean, he nailed it so quickly. Uh, that I uh, always had to go back and forth and do a bunch of tiny manipulations and changes and stuff. But he was so dialed in and immediately got it to where it was just like, all right, let's do this, man. He drove in, did a mold of my head, and the rest is his. Man, would it suck having to wear something like that on stage where you're yes. sweating your balls off? Yep. yep. And That's in why fact, Sinatra stopped doing it. And in fact, um, they uh, uh, the interviewer asked if he had ever there had been any masks over the years that he absolutely hated and couldn't wait to get off. He replied, "No comment." So I guess there are times <laughs> where he's absolutely hated the way those things are. Thanks for coming to the show tonight. <laughs> Next up is New York, New York. Uh, oh, it's old blue eyes. Steph, you like my new mask? <laughs> Slipknot will kick off the Knotfest Roadshow Tour March 16th in Fargo, North Dakota. And they'll have special guests in this moment and wage war. I know Slipknot doesn't have a lot of ballads, but when you got this mask on your head, how do you, do you take it off for a second to sing a ballad? Sing a ballad, yeah. maybe? I don't know. Like when you sing a something, something sweet? After uh, sharing a Weezer-approved cover of their 2001 hit Island in the Sun to social media last month, Morgan Evans received a video response from the band's frontman, Rivers Cuomo, that blew his mind. On Thursday, uh, Rivers took to his own social media to offer a new verse on Morgan's current single, Country Out of My Girl. So he's a country musician? He's a country musician. Okay. And um, so uh, uh, Rivers was motivated to jump in and add his own verse. We'll play it in a second here. The comment section exploded with requests uh, from fans for a full version of the song, and on Friday, Morgan released Country Out of My Girl featuring Rivers Cuomo. Rivers posted his performance on social media first on uh, Friday, writing... I see your island in the sun, and I raise you a country out of my girl. Uh, Morgan shared the final collaboration on social media, writing Rivers rewrote the second verse and chorus for this version, and I think it's one of the most badass, weird, and wonderful things I've ever been a part of. Shout out to Rivers for lending his genius to this tune, and I hope this puts a big smile on your face today. So let's check this out. So it's his song, it's his country song, and Rivers is singing a part of it. Okay. I see what he did. Yep. Yep. He flipped it over. Yep. Now it's taking City out of the girl. Yep. And everything that he was saying was more, you know, like like a, the City. Uh, like yeah. a Weezer fan might. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's kind of fun. Uh, Morgan recently announced his own headlining show overseas. 
uh, performing at the Lafayette in London on July 14th and marking his first UK show since 2019. It'll enjoy Brad Paisley for additional European dates. And then finally, Red Eye Chili Peppers have dropped uh, Poster Child, the second single from their upcoming album, Unlimited Love. Uh, the album, which is set for release on April 1st, reunites the band with fame producer Rick Rubin. In a new interview talking about other things, uh, the L.A. Natives talked about their hair, about the hair band scene that was dominating the Sunset Strip as they were also trying to make their bones in clubs around town. Uh, Flea remembered uh, saying, uh, we were definitely against the hair metal scene. We were like, F them. Uh, we're the underground alt art rock get weird east side guys and those guys are just rehashing Aerosmith and Kiss and he goes in retrospect it was all pretty bull ass a lot of those bands were really effing great he's like Guns N' Roses was a great band huh. uh, Anthony Kiedis spoke about the difference between the Chili Peppers and the other bands coming up at the time he said we were a party band but you have to have something to bring to the party Flea was instrumental in saying uh, we have to be good. We have to write some new S. We have to have something uh, to move these people. And we always wanted, We always came fully loaded, he said. Uh, Fleet explained uh, there was a certain arrogance, a kind of F the world, F the system, F the authority, F the powers that be. We're us and we're doing our thing our way. We're street kids thing. And we were going hard and being wild. And Anthony said uh, it didn't dawn on us that there was something other than selling out clubs and making people happy and being original. So they're just kind of reminiscing a little bit about it. That's so pretty cool. New music out, and they're doing well. And there you go. That's what I have in music news for you. We have a final break to take. When we get back, we'll get the first letter for our five-letter word for the Word of the Week prize. Make sure you don't miss out on that next. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not fancy. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I'll tell you, this day may be your whatever you want it to be as far as warm weather goes because it's nice and comfy, but I'm already now I'm starting to see the wind. See the trees outside? So that's going to bring the temp down a little bit, but still you're going to be like 70, 72? Oh, 75. 70, yeah. 75, 77 degrees is going to be the high. But, uh, yeah, we're going to get like 30, 40 mile an hour gusts. I'm mainly speaking to my golfing buddies out there because yeah. uh, wind can be a biatch when it comes to Does it ever like work it. for you? Uh, part of the way. Yeah. Part of the way on the uh, on the course, yes. Some, some holes it favors and others it does not. Oh, am I playing this? Yeah. Okay, hang on a second. Hong Kong. <laughs> Hong Kong. Oh my god. Hong Kong. Yes! I love it. Did you make that, that Marissa? Marissa? Yeah, man. Marissa. Oh my god. That's fantastic. There's another one. George Michael. Oh, there's another one? Did yeah. she do the other one? Uh, she's coming up with something. Oh my god. Well, well let me play that one again. Here. Hang on a second. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. <laughs> 
Oh, I don't get it. Uh, you don't, don't, have to. To. don't worry about it. Nell swirling around with mm. drool spraying out of her mouth. Yeah. All right. Uh, how are you, Pierre Robert? Fine, thank you. Nice to see you. Real quick, I didn't thank uh, Toure for being on the show. Yeah! Uh, great guy. He's performing. You okay there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I thought you were about to fall. No, I was just sitting down. Okay. Um, Punchline Philly, Wednesday night, uh, recording a new comedy album. You can go to punchlinephilly.com uh, to get your ticket. So uh, it was great having one. And, and we had a nice conversation about brunch this Ooh, morning. A lot yes. of brunch talk. Yes. And for those of you who are wondering about a concert announcement that was coming up, we got that yanked for some reason. I don't know why. We'll find hold on, out. Hold on to your... Uh... Yeah. It's coming. Yeah, Maybe hold tomorrow. on to your hat. Yeah, something like that. Um, anyway, how was the weekend, Pierre Robert? Very pleasant, very pleasant indeed. Wonderful. Did you go restaurants or shows or do anything like that? His eyes are closed. He's trying to remember. I went. <laughs> it's hard. Into town. Okay. And did some bar hopping. Did oh, all right. Bar hopping. That's what I did. On some errands. Did you go to the cobbler? No. Okay. No cobbler. <laughs> Get shoes fixed, no? No cobbler. <laughs> Although last weekend, I tried to go to the cobbler, and the cobbler was closed. I had some shoes to pick up, some shoes to drop off. It was closed I when that. I got there. Went to the blacksmith instead. I went yep. to the blacksmith to get my horse, um, Tommy, fixed. <laughs> and um, then I went to the flower shop, and it was closed. But I had been to the Starbucks, and I had a couple of... I had a nice, giant, supersized venti cappuccino mm-hmm. and a dark roast and another thing in a one of those carriers, those little cardboard carriers on my front oh. seat. And I came to a stop oh, as the bus was coming. I know where this was going. And all three of them went flying oh. off of the thing into Lake Starbucks. Uh, in in the, your in car. The passenger side well of the mm. car. To shame. It happened so often, I just left it. <laughs> I didn't even try to clean it up this time. Okay. I we just... need a special seat made for you. Something. I'd... You know? Do you know yeah. what I do is I, I put the seatbelt around those things. You do? Yeah, so if you put like, um, you know, if you're putting anything that has cups or anything that's, you pull the seatbelt out and pull right. it around your deal and... But wouldn't that couldn't that cause the cup to spill. dislodge and spill itself? No, if you do it gingerly, gingerly. or you can put them on the floor. Yeah. Um, That's I should have put it on the floor. Yeah. Does, it works better on the floor. Sometimes people will put them in the cup holders. Well, yeah. That's well, there wasn't. I already had cups in the cup holders, <laughs> and my vehicle only has two cup holders. I need oh. about ten cup holders. Basis, huh? It's not an easy life I lead. No, um, no. So, we'll, what you have to deal with? We'll leave it at that and get right to the letter. Oh, but no. Wait. Before we do that, we have another Nell thing. If you want to hear that, press while you're looking. Oh, at anything. oh, and Preston is check is signing up for Ancestry.com. Oh, that's oh he, cool. That's very important. Um, I want to help Pierre out, so I'm, I'm, I'm making a note to do that. All right. So this is the other thing we're gonna do. All right. Kong Kong. <laughs> That's great. It works. It doesn't take much. Nope. Doesn't take much. Is it better than farts, though, Kat? Uh, I mean, yes, I'll go 
Yeah. You'll, okay. you'll take a Kong Kong over a fart fart? I will. Okay. I hate yeah. both, but. Sorry. It's okay. But there's one you secretly adore. All right, now we can do the letter. You ready? We're I am. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter S as in spill. All right. Yes. And we do have a four-pack of pit tickets for the MMRBQ. It's usually liquid spilled in that pit. Keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, plus four concert t-shirts, MMRBQ 2022, Saturday, May 21st at the Waterfront Music Pavilion. And tickets start at $25 for the lawn and the concert t-shirt pre-sale is happening now in the MMR Rock Shop. Uh, starting at just $20. Available in both men's and ladies' cuts. And complete details available at WMMR.com. It is a Monday morning. What do you have in store for today, Pierre? Well, we've got Orange Loop Rockfest tickets to give away. We've got David Bowie in the Workforce Box. Young Americans was released today. And a portion of it was recorded here in Philly. Disturbed on the blocks. And for Peter Wolf's birthday, a block of the mighty Jake Giles. Yay, I love Jake Giles. Love them. Excellent. I said do it one more time. So would it be wild if there was they come up with a sequel and it, it, it puts her about the time that this music like she becomes like a, what they call progressive <laughs> yeah, yeah. darling and they think it's all some sort of performance art. That'd be great. But she's just you know a woman who was raised in the woods. I think it's a brilliant idea. All right, I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also by Acme Markets. Get your free flu shot or COVID-19 booster at their pharmacy. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. And finally brought to you by Monster Mania 49. It's this weekend at the Cherry Hill Hotel. Uh, tomorrow on the program, as of now, we've got a Tattoos Day set up. So we have a chance to win a $350 gift certificate for Loading World Tattoo and Piercing. And get some Preston and Steve ink. And we'll have some other things to throw in for you Tuesday as well. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat, two bat, two bat, 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 bat